They're what? the reigning champions says, league champions. Excuse he says, me? One single fucking trophy. Pathetic. If you don't have multiple <laughs> what? He says, if you don't have multiple trophies, I'm gonna finish this and then I'll let you respond. That's bananas. If you don't have multiple trophies in a single season, you're cancelled. Fucking 0-9-10 Inter Milan would demolish the, this current Livar pool team. City won the fucking quad last year, and you're talking about Liverpool? No, no. Question mark. And at the end he goes, but I do put Arjen's garbage opinions down to drug use or mononucleosis. He sounds like a smackhead asking me for change with his eyes closed and falling over. Did he manage to stay awake during the pod? It sounds like he was barely awake. What are your answers to everything that Jeff has just said? Well, Jeff we didn't record off. when I had just woken up last That's night. That's actually a true so. <laughs> But you weren't on drugs. No, not that, not that day. On today's footy corner, Manchester City give the champions a guard of honor and then a whooping at the Etihad. Ole is unbeaten in 15 behind the wheel. Chelsea and Tottenham are shocked. Pogba and Bruna can't be stopped except by each other. Mourinho is mad at VAR again. And Pochettino signs with Tottenham. Along with the typical predictions, comments, nonsense, fantasy corner, and gambling corner. Next. Yeah. And we are back on the footy corner. Arine, how's everything going? It's good. Um, my kombucha just exploded everywhere. So You just said shout out GT Dave, and then the kombucha exploded without you shaking. Can you explain to everyone who GT Dave is? GT Dave is the creator of kombucha. So, And where did you find this out? Oh, it's a funny YouTube video okay. that I think everyone should watch. I'll, we'll post the link to it. Um, but yeah, I... I kind of opened it, and a giant <laughs> mist came out of it. So shout out GT Dave. And then, I full, and then I fully opened it, and it just exploded. And then you laughed and said, mate, that's a lot of bacteria. <laughs> so that's why that's probably why you heard laughing as we introed the show. That plus me drinking my, my Powerade, Zero Sugar Powerade. Shout out Zero Sugar Powerade. Shout out uh, Fake Sugar. Whatever. Um, <laughs> no, this one doesn't have any. Look. I mean, it's Fake Sugar, mate. No, no, there's no sugar. Like, you don't taste anything in it. You don't taste the sugar, mate. Oh, so there's no sugar in that. Yeah, no, legit, like, there's no substitute in it either. just has some natural flavoring. It's like flavored water. But not like the, sorry, let's, we go back to the sparkling water debate. Not the one with fake sugar, but the one that just has flavoring. Those don't have fake sugars in them. That's wild. They do have other chemicals, though. So, yeah, I'm probably drinking a whole bunch of bad shit. But that said, everything else okay? I mean, what's the, that called? Power? I mean, I haven't seen people drink Powerade since I was in high school. Well, dude, I so here's the thing. I thought it was pretty bananas. So I'm like, why? Why is, why is Powerade still a thing? But it was sixty nine cents, nice on the counter. So I picked it up and I was like, oh, let me try it because it was it was the white cherry, and you know, white cherry is an electric flavor. We gotta do Gatorade flavors, by the way, for Mount Rushmore. And this is better than any Powerade, or I sorry, any Gatorade G two. Or zero sugar Gatorade that I've had. Yeah. Minus, well, there's one G2 that's good, but they don't have it. Uh, but anyway, we I'll save that in case we do a I'm not a big G2 guy. Yeah. A lot of people aren't. So if you haven't had Gatorade in a while, like G2 myself, t- and you have G- G2, it doesn't taste weird. G2 tastes you, like syrup. Well, if you go the other way, then yeah. G- really? Syrup? Yeah, it's disgusting. Dude. That's your opinion. Fair enough. Uh, how's everything else outside of this G2 and Sparkling Dave or whatever we called it debate? GT Dave. GT Dave. It's good. It's good. Everything's good. How about yourself? Not bad. Just a busy week. Uh, the, uh, the lady had her uh, 30th birthday yeah. a couple days ago, so 
there's a lot of getting things together for that. I missed a game or two here or there, so excuse some of the lack of uh, analysis. Um, but that said, no, I mean, these games, I'll say this. Sports haven't really been on outside of, like, soccer. But it's done a decent job of filling the void because I feel like there's a game for every us. day. For us, yeah. Yeah, for other people, no. But, I mean, for us, because, I mean, along with our listeners, I think we're all multi-sport fans. And usually, like, okay, the games are on the weekend, so during the week, what do you do? But, dude, there's a game, like, every day. Like, today, we're recording because there's an off day, finally. And and our next recording, we don't really have – I mean, there's still a game that day, but we have to record before the next match week. So, they're coming in fast and furious. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I like it. I mean, yeah. For me, I really – you know, honestly, I truly religiously just watch two sports. Um, Hockey and soccer. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm 50% there, to be honest. Like, I – I used to watch every sport growing up. I mean, I still watch the big games here and there, but, I mean, for me, it's really just two that I could watch, like, random games of. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not, you know, honestly, I'm not too sad right now because hockey's making a comeback, so it is what it is. Yeah, this is somewhat making up for... I'm still really sad for March Madness. I'm a big March Madness guy. And the gambling we could have done, so at least sports gambling is back. Yeah, you know, and um, I look at things in perspective. If... Right now, if things were normal, none of my two sports would be going on. Yeah, soccer no, and actually, no, the Euros would be going on. Right. Uh, that's, yeah, RIP that. <laughs> but but any like normal season, I'd have no sports going on now. And, and and I'm not a big baseball guy, so this would be the worst time of the year for me where you just turn to sports center, it's just literally all baseball. MLS, though. You're a new LAFC guy, aren't you? So wouldn't that be a... Well, yeah, you know. I will say this, though. Baseball having only 60 games is kind of exciting for me because the games actually mean something. Now I'll watch it, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's, you know, pretty cool stuff. Also because my teams are good. My team. Yeah, that's true. And my co-teams. I'll say teams. Whatever. You know, it is what it is. Um, Shall we jump into the action as much as we... Yeah, before we started, Messi's upset. That's a headline on SportsCenter, so... Yeah. Yeah, we can get into that in the comments and shout-outs, or do you want to talk about it now? Oh, uh, no, it's no. in the comments. We'll do a little transfer talk, because as we get close to – so when the season ends, we actually – I think we'll have quite a – there's A, very short downtime, and B, I think we may still be able to spit out an episode, maybe not once a week, but once every one and a half, two weeks, with transfer rumors, because they'll be coming in hot. Transfer rumors are hot right now. Um, it's going nuts. But anyway, uh, let's get to the action. Uh, we'll start with Manchester City 4, Liverpool nil. Uh, De Bruyne, Sterling, Foden, and then an Ox own goal. Uh, this is the first ever time Foden has gotten a goal and an assist uh, in a match. And these are this is the second heaviest defeat that Klopp has uh, taken, both at the Etihad. Uh, the other one was 5 nothing in September of 2017. Uh, the last this thing, is Premier League. Um, yeah, yeah. Because we lost to Barcelona pretty bad. Actually, no, that was... Um, yeah, we lost to Barcelona. Was it 3 nothing? 3 nothing. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that. And then... Liverpool here, let me ask you this. They're the second champ to lose their next game 4 nothing. Mm. Who was the first? Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the clue. It was at Anfield. They lost 4 nothing to Liverpool. After United? They won. 97-98. Oh, I mean, 97-98. So not United? No. It was Arsenal? It was Arsenal. They were the other oh. team to do this. Uh, for, so let's talk about a couple things. You weren't happy with the guard of honor. Explain. That was the first thing, I guess, that everyone was... Thinking, talking about, I think it was probably bigger than the game itself. What were your thoughts on the guard of honor? Um, I'm in, I'm involved in football Twitter, so yeah. I have another account with Liverpool, and it was just like, great A shithousery, 
by uh, Bernardo Silva. Mm-hmm. He didn't clap, and then like he started leaving before I guess all the players passed. In my opinion, if like you're not gonna like do it properly, just don't do it. So um, I don't know. I just thought that was stupid. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, I did notice. I used to like Bernardo Silva, but I just lost a lot. He lost a lot of points in my book. So can you see why I don't like Phil Foden after what he said about my team? Now Bernardo Silva has done this to your team. No, he didn't. They're different. (laughs) They're different. I think what Phil Foden did was worse. Yeah, probably. But you could see why I don't like him. Because one of them's not. it's not a direct insult to, like, my team. It's just more so being, like, completely classless, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. And the others, just, he just went straight for your team. Like, I don't know if it was a dig at Liverpool or what it was, but I just thought it wasn't classy. Like, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, like, straight up you hate each other and stuff, but it's kind of like going back to the Bulls-Pistons uh, thing when Isaiah Thomas and the bad boys just kind of left without shaking hands. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that makes you look bad in my opinion, right? Well, and I was going to say, though, that, and then we talked about this That's beforehand, similar. not that I'm on their side, but they didn't have to, they technically didn't have to. You don't to have to it, give a hint. Which would have been worse. I agree. Yeah. Which would have been worse. At least they did that. But I do agree it was half-assed. It I mean, that's how I look at it. A guard of honor is similar to like a handshake at the end of a game. Because yeah. it was a two-team race, mm-hmm. and you lost. Same thing with when Jordan played Isaiah Thomas. Right. You lost. So you don't give a handshake. You don't like clap or do, you know, really pay respects. And it's just like, you're just kind of being a sore loser at that point. It makes you look bad. All right, yeah, so there was, there was that issue at the beginning. Then another kind of controversial moment, somewhat. Do you think that – so the goal, the goal that got all started was off of a pen, right? It was uh, – I think Gomez was holding back Sterling. Do you think that's a pen? Um, I think in the moment, it you could say it's a 50-50. I mean, I've said multiple times on this podcast that, like, for me, a foul in the – and the box has to be for sure for it to be called on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the field, it looks 50-50 to me. So I don't think it should have even been initially called, but it did get called. And then they showed it in slow-mo. And I, I think it, I think slow-mo really showed that Gomez didn't do much at all. I think even the announcers were saying that. I was shocked that they didn't go to VAR for that. Um, I, actually, they did, I think. And they still they said it was. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I don't think it was a clear no-call. Which is where I would have had a problem with it, but I don't know. I mean, I thought it was a good move by Sterling. Mm-hmm. So to throw himself on the ground. No, yeah, and the, to lead up to that, yeah. I think he got Gomez, but bad recovery by Gomez. But I don't think it was a foul. All right. I, don't I, know. I guess I could say at least we're both consistent on what we see. Like, so like you, I mean, you are you said you and you've always said that you, to me, if it's not like clear, yeah, pen, it shouldn't be. Um, and and this reminds me of. Remember when was it when David Luiz took down a player and then got a red card and you said not a pen and I said well in my book it, while it was soft still a pen yeah. that's how I felt about this one I thought it was very soft but again because it's the rule they're holding a, a shirt or whatever even though he the shirt hold didn't do anything in my opinion this impede Sterling from being able to do what he could do um, unfortunately they they have to call that because it's uh, Whatever they they say, whatever we call outside the box, we have to call inside the box. Even though we all know that maybe that shouldn't be the case because yeah. it kind of changes the game. You know that was that. Um, I guess it, overall scheme. Kind of last question I want to ask about this because you know the the titles wrapped up, everything's in there. The team was celebrating quite a bit after they won. So would you attribute this loss to more so Liverpool spending the week mostly probably celebrating, not really preparing for a match like this? Or do you think Manchester City was really legit pissed off 
so they were just focused on maybe making a statement this game or I think, combination. I think I it was a combination. I think I mean if you saw how Raheem Sterling played, I mean he don't get me wrong, he's good, but he played out of his mind. I think like these guys definitely like had something to it. Like they were they were upset. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they I think City expected Liverpool to come out with the like tenacity too, but um, I think if you saw the responses by Liverpool players and like the emotions, like it was frustrating for me to see. I mean, like you could, we, as much as Liverpool fans want to say, "Oh, we had it in the bag," like you know, we're already champions. Like you don't want to like lose like that. Mm-hmm. But in the words of Cesc Fabregas, actually, considering they must have been parting without sleeping for the last three days, I think Liverpool are playing very well. Oh, wow. is that what he said during, yeah. the, during the match? Yeah. <laughs> Cesc, so what a guy. I'm not <laughs> upset with the team. I guess I'm just like, I didn't want to lose. Like, you know, it's just like, you don't want to ruin a great season. I mean, I know I don't care about records and stuff, but I want to see what this team is capable of doing at the end. Yeah. Like, through the full season, through 38 games, I want to see what this team's true capability is. And I don't think we're going to see that now because you're going to see a lot of youngsters, a lot of people that don't give a shit. I mean, I don't know. That's just not the mentality I... I want this team to have moving forward because now that we've won Champions League and Premier League, now they they technically don't have anything to prove, which is what they the mentality they came in coming to this game. It makes me worried for next season almost. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I thought that uh, Liverpool had a little lack of concentration, especially from Gomez at the beginning of the match. Um, actually, I don't. I'm not. You know, you're very familiar with Liverpool Twitter. I saw a lot of people, and I thought it was quite early to slate. Uh, really getting on Joe Gomez's case for this this match, um, you know, I think I thought he's been solid pretty much most of the year, but you know, had a, I think he had a rough go. I thought Robertson had a very rough match uh, from what I watched, yeah. and uh, Mane. There was one chance in the second, just completely lost concentration. Yeah, I don't know he, what happened. He forgot to hit the B button. Yeah, <laughs> so I, like to me, it was a lot of concentration error. But then, like you said, on the other side of it, Sterling was playing out of his mind. De Bruyne usually plays very well, but he was playing extra yeah, I well think again. Bru- I Mahrez, think Sterling scored the goals, but I think De Bruyne was that player. Yeah, he was ridiculous. And I have to give credit as much as I hate this guy. Phil Foden had had a pretty good had a pretty good game. He oh, played yeah. really well. Um, which brings me to the tweet that Jeff Paris shared. Finish this sentence. Foden, future England blank. What is your response? There have been some Twitter responses that I'll share. I don't think he has like the. He's not a complete product yet. And how old is he? Oh, that's a good question. Are we going to ask? How old is Phil Foden? Phil Foden is 20 years old. There you go, 20. Okay. So he's 20. Trent Alexander-Arnold is 21. Now, I'm not saying he's a, he's not got, he can't develop into a captain, but I'm saying for his age, if you, if you take Phil Foden, his age. Trent Alexander, when he was Phil Foden's age, was a Champions League winner and a consistent starter in the Premier League. Phil Foden isn't that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a handful of players that you can probably... I mean, Jane Sancho is better than Phil Foden. I mean, they're the same age. So, um, I think the only real... I think Foden needs to leave City if he really wants to reach his potential, on his opinion. But he's not mature enough either. That's like The way he acts, it's not really mature i know that's a lot to ask for a 20 year old but if you want to be quote unquote considered the future captain i mean you got to start showing it pretty early so yeah so other responses steve said substitute england substitute um and i put 
I was probably a little more harsh. I put you on his eyes. You know, that's been my little ongoing joke. I'm going to, you know, I need a guy. I, I always have to be, I have to see more than one season or more than a couple games from someone. You remember Adnan Yanya's eye. Like, he had, like, five good games. The world thought he was going to be something great. I think even, like, there was a fight over what international team he played for between England, Belgium, like, some other countries. There were five countries. Like, Balkan countries yeah. or something. And he ended up going to Belgium, and, like, he doesn't do anything anymore. So I'm not saying Foden's going to be that. I actually, honestly, if you want my opinion, think it's going to be a middle ground. I don't think he'll be always an England sub. I think he'll be someone that's in their lineup maybe here and there. But I, I, I don't think he'll be a captain. That's pretty wild. I, I think he's got to, like, move somewhere and really show his true capabilities. You know what yeah. I mean? And play in meaningful games. Yeah. I know this was a, a quote-unquote big game, but it wasn't meaningful. You mm-hmm. know? I can't remember the last meaningful game he played in. So... And then if, if you want to see more Steve and Jeff go back and forth on the whole substitute thing, where Jeff then says for nothing, Steve says Premier League, European, and World Champs, and you can see the rest. They, you guys go back and forth on yeah. trophies and what's a real trophy and what's not. So that's that's pretty fun. That's on our Twitter account. Where can they find our Twitter account? At the Footy Corner 2 on Twitter. All right. So there's that. I mean, like I said, it was a, kind of an anticlimactic one versus two game because it didn't really mean anything, but it was still – I mean – it was somewhat interesting to watch. I mean, I, I was when, when, when Liverpool in the second half actually started to kind of play again. Yeah, um, I thought they waited a whole half to play though. So I don't know. I like you know my. I was. T- I didn't want to see it. I mean, I still got bothered. I turned into Jeopardy. Yeah, you did. We changed the channel. Changed to Jeopardy, <laughs> and so <laughs> that's how I knew Arian was done with the game. But you know, that's that. Um, anything else before we move on to the next? No. So, uh, let's go to another game that was kind of big, big headlines. Oh, yeah, congrats, Jeff Paris, on the participation trophy. Second place ain't bad. There you go. So, we got Sheffield United 3, Tottenham 1. I mean, the way Sheffield's come out, we didn't see it coming. Sander Burge, Mousset, and, and uh, Weekend and McBurney. <laughs> Sander Burge. Yeah, Sander Burge, his first career Sheffield goal. They bought him <laughs> in January. Liss Mousset, our boy, with a goal in the 69th nice minute. And then, yeah, like I said, Weekend at McBurney's. And then Kane with a late 90th-minute goal just to give him one. Uh, but the big story in this one is the disallowed goal. Yeah. Um, when it was one nothing, about four minutes after your boy Sander Burge scored. My boy, friend of the pod. <laughs> friend of the pod. Um, Kane shot in a goal in which Lucas Mora was falling down, right? And the ball hits Lucas Mora's arm. He, his, he's not even looking at the ball. Ball just hits his arm and goes to Kane who puts it in. Goal is called back because of VAR. Mourinho's not happy, obviously. What are your thoughts on that call? I mean, I, it's the rules. Mm-hmm. I think everyone said it. You know, that's the rules. So that technically, that was the right call. But I think maybe the rules should change after seeing that. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the, it's funny because they just changed it to that because they were like, well, we don't want subjectivity. We don't want a ref to sit there and think, oh, was it's, it's his decision to think if it was intentional, unintentional, if it affected the goal. Because there have been so many goals in which a blatant handball led to a goal, even though the guy didn't mean anything. Now, this one was along the lines of ridiculous. This along with, I don't know if you remember when we were watching a Roma match last week. Mm. I mean, when a guy kicks a ball from almost point-blank range and it hits an arm and like redirects, to me it's almost like if it hit any part of someone's body, especially if the arm isn't sprawled out. Um, so even though I'm against Tottenham, it is the rule. But, man, this rule change, I don't like it, and I, I would – you know, I suggest maybe they go back. I mean, the good thing, though, <laughs> is that here we are sitting. Maybe we're saying the rules should change, but no one's denying the fact that it was 
technically the right call. Correct. That's true. You're so right. That's a good thing about it. You're right. People are not complaining about the call. They're complaining about the rule, which I guess is maybe what they're, they're looking trying to for, do. Yeah. <laughs> because they're saying, you well, can't that's blame the rule. Yeah. You can't blame them for that, but mm-hmm. um, that did change the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Goods yeah. and bads. I yeah, I agree. I mean, that was tough. Uh, but then again, Tottenham didn't respond. Like, there's there are ways to respond to that. And I thought Tottenham in the first half looked like the better side, looked like the team that was going to win. Then this call happened, and they kind of went into a shell. You know, there are two ways to respond after something like this occurs. Yeah. And and I hate to say it, Mourinho, but, like, when he starts complaining and going on that rant, I think it, it worked its way down. And I think on in halftime, whatever talk he gave – he may have been too focused on that call rather than getting his team back up for the second half. Yeah, uh, Kane now has scored against every Premier League team he's played, so that goal was somewhat significant. He scored against all 29 Premier League teams he's played, uh, which is the only player to do that. And now he has scored a goal in every month of the calendar year. He, he's the second player to do that after William. And then uh, uh, Sheffield United has the most goals from substitutes. So Chris Wilder, shout out for making good subs. Um, he has seven goals from subs, which leads the Premier League. And Liz Mousset has three of those. Um, is Chef, before we move on, is Sheffield back? Do they have a chance? Um, wow, that's bananas. That's cool. What's cool? So you're looking at a banner. I wonder what it says. You think it's a cheap, will you marry me thing? I don't think so. So there's a banner flying outside of our window. But, but before I do that, I'll go look to see what it is. Right. Is Sheffield back? Do they have a chance for a European spot um, after this game? I think they still got a chance. Um, but I think there's still a lot of questions to be made. Because uh, before this game, they played awful. And then obviously a call didn't go um, in Tottenham's favor that maybe should have. So I'm not fully sold on Sheffield. But they definitely put themselves in a spot to really make it hard for them not to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on the, how the teams are doing below them as far as consistency, I still don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, they they are in a bit of a deep hole. By the way, that was a Stella Artois. Oh, wow. I'm a, I like Stella. Yeah, it was a Stella Artois. So they're in seventh. They're about five points out. I think that's too far in the next six yeah. games. And, you know, right behind them, Arsenal and Tottenham. And Everton, I think, has been playing pretty well, too. But I honestly think it's now become six teams – for the five spots. I think there's that gap now that I don't think Sheffield, and especially Tottenham, I think they're pretty much done too for European soccer. I think the teams for European soccer have been sorted. It's just a matter of who will be in Champions League. Oh, wow. So, anyway, uh, that's that. Uh, yeah, Tottenham. Dude, that guy on the bottom right has a Purdue helmet on the left of him. Oh, yeah. So we're watching uh, that is? ESPN. I can't tell, but maybe when his name comes up, it'll be familiar. I don't know. These, you know, generic... Some generic white person, I don't know. Uh, but let's go to another shot game. Bit racist. West Ham 3, <laughs> Chelsea 2. Uh, a shocker, and I'm going to say it before I go into the goals. I was one of the only ones that said, I said this is going to be a banana shout, but I called for a draw. And everyone made fun of me, but there it was. West Ham not even drew, but they won. Uh, William scoring both goals for Chelsea, one on a penalty, one on a free kick. And the goals from West Ham coming from Suchek. Uh, Antonio and Yarmolenko with the late winner. Uh, William is the first player to score both a penalty and a free kick since March of 2016. Who was the last Premier League player to score a penalty and a free kick in the same game? Frank, uh, March Steve, 2016. Steven Gerrard. Damn. Frank Lampard? No, but it's this correct team. Um, who took free kicks for Chelsea? 
yeah, it was Cesc Fabregas, and it was against West Ham, surprisingly of all teams. Uh, outside of that, West Ham. Uh, yeah, Michel Antonio is a box merchant. So uh, all twenty nine of his goals have been scored in the box. 100%. He's a poacher. He's a poacher. What's your opinion on uh, on him, Michel Antonio? I, <laughs> like, is he good enough to be a consistent striker on a Premier League team? I don't know. I mean, he had that one stringer who was an England call-up. I don't think so, though. Like, I think he's a championship, like, all-star. Mm-hmm. But he's not – you know, like, there's that gap. There's, like, you could be a championship all-star, but you can't – like, you're not good enough to be, like, a it's every like a, week Premier League striker. It's like Callum whatever. What's that guy's Robinson? name? Robinson. Callum Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Like that. I think Antonio's a little better than that, but I don't – I mean – I mean, I, I, he does a great job putting himself in position. He had an assist, too, on the Armelanko goal, but – Anyway, the only player that has more than that, do you know there's one player that has more that's a bigger poacher in the Premier League right now? 37 of his 37 goals, all in the box. Harry Kane? No. He's actually scored outside. He scored more than 37. 37 goals? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a guy that um, you ripped on at the beginning of the season. Jeff Paris likes him. Aguero? Oh, Gabby. Yeah, Jesus. Gabriel Jesus has all 37 goals. From in the box, Chelsea, their tenth defeat of the season, and the only time they've had this many losses in the Abramovich era was in fifteen sixteen when they were in tenth place. Um, is there any reason to be worried if you're Chelsea, or is this just a blip? Wow. Um, I th- what are you wowing? Um, some guy said he was leaving the NBA. Oh, that's Rob Ninkovich, mate. Yeah. There you go. Former um, Boilermaker. All right, go ahead. Is it good? Are they good? Is that Chelsea? What I'm saying, is it a blip or is it like no? A, I think they're good. Is there a concern? No, it's a blip. To West I think it's a blip. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why they lost that game. Maybe Brian can say, but that's that's a bad loss. They could have gone into third, mate. Like, yeah. that was huge because they they were they could have capitalized on. A, they had Pulisic we'll playing up front. I like he, like I said, I'm not a fan of the two striker set that they're playing. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Right, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean. Bit of a rough go for them, uh, in my opinion. I I was a little shocked by the first loss in a but, while, right? But I thought, yeah, it, you know, they haven't they haven't played this bad in a minute. But you know, here's the catch: Abraham was up front, and he still hasn't done much. Are you cons- are you getting growing more and more concerned? Should we put less pressure on him? What's the deal there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, I, don't I mean, know what I to think of that team right now. But I will say, this was a bigger result for West Ham. Huge three points. I mean. All the teams in relegation. Mark Noble didn't start. Did he not? Check it out. Oh, I don't. I, I didn't. Uh, I can't remember if he started off the top of my head. I know Suchek was in there. Suchek tied uh, how many goals he scored on himself. <laughs> That's He's true. One, one right now. You're right. Noble was nowhere to be found. Yeah, Suchek played with Rice. Isn't it crazy how they don't play Noble and all of a sudden they fucking beat Chelsea? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, of course I knew. It's you'd say almost that. like they had eleven players mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, I, I knew you'd say that. But did you, you know what's funny about this? Um, the teams at the bottom of the table, none of them had won. That was the first time any of them have won since the restart. Any of the bottom five teams. West Ham, Watford, Villa, Bournemouth, Norwich. None wow. of them have won a match until that. So do you think... Now, West Ham's three points above the relegation zone. Are they safe? I mean, not completely safe, but are they... Do you feel much better about their chances now? Yeah, I mean, it's much better, but still, it's... That's tough. I need to see their schedule. Their goal differential is also better than any of the teams below them at minus 18, which sounds wild to say that a team at minus 18 has the best goal differential. 
But they've gotten really through their hard matches. It's Newcastle, Burnley, oh, Norwich, Watford, United, safe. Villa. They're safe. This last game, West Ham Villa, could be a huge, huge battle of the Clarets. Yeah, it'll be scenes. Um, anyway, we move on to maybe a less surprising result. Brighton 0, Man United 3. Uh, Greenwood scoring, and then Bruno Fernandes with a brace. Man United is now unbeaten, as you heard in the intro, in 15 matches with 11 wins and 4 draws. There's only one other European team that has a longer unbeaten run. What team is that? Um, then, then United. Well, I, where? And it's at 25 in Europe. Any of the any of the leagues in Europe. Well, Liverpool at the time? No, just current. I mean, Liverpool lost, so... Uh, Real Madrid? Nope. It's 25 Bayern? games. Yeah, Bayern Munich. 25 game. Uh, Man U's at 15... And Bruno's been involved in eight goals in his first eight United games. Only RVP's had more. This team, are they growing more scary to you? Or does this really not matter? Do you need to see it when it's more crunch time when the season starts next year? I think after this uh, summer, they'll actually be scary. Because then I think they'll get rid of some players that they've been wanting to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And maybe Ole will be given some funds to bring in some more interesting players. By that, do you mean Jaden Sancho? I don't know. I don't know if he's going to leave. Okay. Um, but, yeah, maybe bringing him in or someone, I think then they'll be super, super scary. If if Ole makes – let's say Ole didn't make any changes to this team. Is this team threatening for next season? How far off the pace would it be? They, so, for instance, right now currently they're 34 points behind Liverpool, which is wild. 34 points is a lot. How much can they close that gap? Uh, I mean, I don't think Liverpool is going to do as good next season. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a mixture of teams getting better, and um, right. I I think they had a lot of luck this season as well. So I don't know. Um, I don't know how close they're going to make it, but we'll see. I think it depends on who they get. Yeah, I mean, but if they make the right moves, they could be right up there. Granted, this was against a. a it could a, be better than City, a Brighton team, but yeah, I mean, they have. I think when you put Bruno and Pogba in, in the same lineup, you're getting a very good balance in midfield. And then when they put a guy like, I mean, Matic, I don't think will will be full-time in that role. But when you put a guy that's more defensive, you let Pogba roam a little, open up the wings. Gosh, they are they are a lot scary. They're, they're a scary team. I mean, I know Jack Grealish is linked to them, so we'll see. That, that as well, yeah. And uh, I was going to mention, actually, Grealish later in the episode. I heard a link that you may not like. Um, it's not City. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll come to that he later. He wouldn't do that. He's stupid <clears throat> if he does that. So... Yeah, I mean they're 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 a good team. We'll see what they can do. But I think even if they don't say they didn't make a transfer, they're still dangerous in my opinion. The way they've been playing, mm-hmm. it's it's nuts. Ole has found the right balance, and I think if they could get another center back to pair with Maguire better than Lindelof, I don't know how I feel about Lindelof. I'm still not sold on him. But a lot of people that rip on Juan Bissaka, I think he was a great signing. Yeah, I don't know who rips on him. There are some people that do that because he hasn't. I guess he hasn't really scored. But I think it's more than just scoring when it comes to your wing, like assists and and building play along the wing and opening the game. That helps. Uh, but anyway, United, a scary prospect. And we'll talk about the poll where we talked about some of the teams earlier. Um, so shout out, Jerem. Um, let's move on. Arsenal 4, Norwich nil. Aubameyang with a brace, Shaka and Cedric scoring in his first uh, Arsenal appearance. Speaking of Cedric, it took him 229 seconds to score his uh, first Arsenal goal, <clears throat> at, 
which is as many for Arsenal as he had for Southampton in 120 appearances, which spans 10,090 minutes. So uh, Cedric getting off to a hot start. And then the other uh, fun fact about this is that Aubameyang has become now the fastest Arsenal player to 50 goals, faster by four games than Thierry Henry. He's done it in 79 games. Uh, There are only six players in Premier League history. Oh, there we go again. Six players in Premier League history that have done it quicker than him. How many of those can you name that have scored 50 quicker than Aubameyang? Okay, ready? Yes. Uh, Aguero? Nope. Salah? Yes, Salah did in 72. Salah, Kane? Nope. Uh, Wayne Rooney? Mm-mm. The hell? Sus? I mean, not Susk. Um, Robin Van Persie? Nope. Hell? <laughs> All right, like uh, are these Salah people from my right. generation. Uh, well, a lot of them are older. A lot of them are older, but one of them, Salah, is Liverpool. There's another Liverpool guy. Well, he was mostly Liverpool. Michael Owen. No. The fuck. But he's he's not. Old. This guy's not super old. Tor- Torres. Yeah, Torres and Salah did it in '72. Seven games quicker than Aubameyang. Then the other three did it in '68, '66, and '65. Okay, yeah, games. I don't know them. '68 games, Ruud van Nistelrooy. '66 games, Alan Shearer. And 65 games, the record is Andy Cole. What? <laughs> so these are the guys. Anyway, that said, um, you said, I mean, I saw the game, obviously. You saw the extended highlights. Uh, I mean, yes, the team played well, but is it any? I mean, Norwich was really bad on the day. So what, is there anything to take away for this Arsenal, you know, for Arsenal fans? Yeah, I think a lot of the young guys played well. Mm-hmm. Um, although I feel like a lot of their organization, though, was like, I know they played like good passing, but I feel like it was produced from the long ball. Like long ball. Like I feel like they don't play through the midfield. Like they just try avoiding the midfield as much as possible. I don't know. What do you think? Well, this is a team to me that yeah, they they used to be a team that walked it in, as people would say. Um, now they've become a team that gives it to Shaka or or like David Luiz, and they'll try to just bomb it up to like a, a runner that's running. And so, but now because they have really fast wingers. Um, and Aubameyang and Pepe, who didn't play in this one, but, um, you know, they have the fast wingers, and that leads to their attack. Um, so I think they're trying a different strategy with what they have, at least for now, because Ozil hasn't played. He's had a, quote-unquote, bad back. Um, but I thought, you know, in this game, Ceballos was, was really good in at least somewhat linking it up at some points. But um, I mentioned him last week. Granite Shock has been really good. Uh, you know, since Arteta came in. Um, yeah, it, they do play a little long ball, but I think with this team, uh, they have to do it because they're committing more players back because their problem has been, what, defending, right? Yeah. So I think Arteta's trying to solidify the defense first. Uh, it might not be pretty at times, but they have five in the back, and it's uh, it's been working. But, man, Norwich were really bad. Like, they were – I didn't realize how terrible Norwich has gotten since the beginning of the year. They look to me as a team that's just given up. Yeah. Um, but that said, Arsenal has a few tests coming up, so we will see if they are for, you know, not for real, but if, you know, this is a blip or if Arteta's found something with this five-in-the-back system he's playing because now they have players like Tierney, who's been great since coming back. Um, they have Tierney bombing up along with either Bellerin or Cedric. So mm-hmm. pretty good from them. Uh, just kind of wanted to mention them briefly. They are now ahead of Tottenham, just, just letting everyone know. Uh, and then finally, the other game I want to talk about before we just do a quick rundown is Everton 2, Leicester 1. Everton's been red hot. Richarlison and Sigurdsson scoring really early. Ayanacho getting one back in the second, but it wasn't enough. 
Um, Richarlison now has 24 goals since the start of last season, which is second amongst all Brazilians. Who is he second to? Goals? Oh, oh yeah, it's 24 goals since the start of last season. He's second amongst Brazilians across all of Europe. Uh, Who has ooh. more at 28 goals since the start of last year? Since the start of last year. Yeah. Firmino. No. Shit. So Richarlison has more than Firmino. Gabriel Jesus? No. And it's not even, this guy's not in the Premier League. Is it like one of the Arthurs? No. Some of the Arthurs. <laughs> There's one that plays for Zenit and one oh. that plays for Barcelona. <laughs> then no, I didn't know the Zenit one. <laughs> oh no, that's Malcolm, sorry. Yeah, it's not like right there. how many Arthurs do you know, mate? Um... Damn, I don't know. I can't think. Uh, oh, Vinicius Jr.? No. I'm surprised you haven't gotten this lad. Just think of the most obvious answer you could think of. A Brazil? I can't think of a Brazilian striker. Well, he doesn't Besides have to be Besides Firmino striker. or Neymar? Yeah, it's Neymar. Oh my God. <laughs> Neymar has 28. Richarlison second with Neymar's 24. Neymar's like... I, I'm a big <laughs> Neymar guy, so it's almost like he's on his own little world. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, before we get into this, Everton, it's bad. And that shows how uh, like bad the France league is. That I don't even think of that. Well, another problem too is they have been canceled. Like they have, yeah. they didn't restart. So what do like, you think about? Oh, no one thinks. I was about say them. what you think about her, but you also fian- you have a fiance. So you no can. one think who. Um, big fan of this lass. She's a bit older in age. All right, while you pull that back, Everton won a penalty for the first time this season. They're the last team to win a penalty, um, and it's been thirty-eight games. Who shot it for them? Um, Sigurdsson. It's been 38 games since they... Oh, the TBT's coming back. Uh, it's been 38 games since Everton has had a penalty. Like, why? They have all these... They have like they have all these players. Richarlison, Keane, Awobi, Walcott. Like, these are her. fast players. Like, that's not a good picture of her, but... Oh, is that Diana Rossini? Yeah, yeah, she's, Diana she's Rossini. Pretty, yeah, she's pretty good. Yeah, I think she's I think she's top well. class. She's out there, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> So this kind of goes off topic. Would you purchase? Well, I don't know. Purchase Everton. What would your thought be on no on like a, the ladies of ESPN if they did a body shoot calendar? Or she's my number one. I think she's a dime. All right, everyone, let us know your number one ESPN or sports personality. I'll go with her. ESPN or sports? Uh, if sports, sports opens it up to a lot of people. Yeah, it's on it's, ESPN. I mean, who's this lady competing with? Doris you always Burke? got like, you, 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 you always got to you always got to smoke on NHL Network. All right. See that's oh tough. you like Catherine Tappan. You're big. no. It's the other lady you like. The other one. Yeah. I think she's the redhead. Uh, right. Yeah. You like that lady. All right. Anyway, but I think I like her more than. Believe it or not, like that's wild. But this because she's older. This yeah. one's older. Our What's her name? Diana Rossini. Diana Rossini. Uh, yeah. At, people, let us know. Big boobs on guy. ESPN. Let that on the record. Big boobs guy. Isn't here. Mina Kimes on ESPN? Ah, she. Oh, nah, she's not. You don't like her as much as. All right. Well, anyway. I don't think. I mean, I'm not. It's not my. I don't know. Fair enough. All right. Let us know, guys, on the <laughs> Footy Corner Two. Your ESPN personality. Um, Girls can play too. Crush. Yeah. <laughs> to I mean, make it. Yeah. Like, you can pick guys. <laughs> Actually, anyone can pick anyone. Yeah. Guys yeah. can pick guys or girls, and girls can pick. Girls or guys? Guys or girls? You I know, mean, it's a, we're a, best looking dude on ESPN is probably one of the college football lads, right? Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Who knows? Not Who's this that, guy, of course. Florida Gator guy. <laughs> Florida Gator guy. Uh, it's a good looking oh, dude. Oh, Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer. He was on The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. was he? Yeah, I don't Jesse even know Palmer that. was on The even, Bachelor. Mate. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good looking dude. You know who used to pull off pretty well for a not? I mean, I guess he was an ex athlete to an extent, but like not a super. Like Kirk Herbstreit used. Not Kirk Herbstreit. Was it him? 
I he's mean, gotten old. He, he kind of looks like, the same. Can you no, mate? Look at the old Kirk Herbstreit pictures and look now. Dude is aged. Wow. Yeah. He's kind of looked the same though since I remember. Yeah. Just look. Like if you look, go look at a picture also, of his from like to early two thousand. Also, no, we're not saying he's a good looking dude or whatever. But Tony Reale, as someone that looked like oh, he yeah. had himself put together, what was that, mate? Now he looked like if you watch Around <laughs> the Horn and all that shit, like Tony Reale is the guy, right? Right. This man's been quarantined at home and now looks like Bozo the Clown, like. Man, you know, I really realized how much these makeup and hair guys do for these dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before they get put on air, it's kind of wild. It's a big thing. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know, like, any crazy things. But, yeah, everyone check out Tony Reality's look these days. It's bad. Um, <laughs> let's let's go back to the action. We're, we're veering away. Um, Everton beats Leicester. Leicester's slide continues, man. They haven't won since the restart. I mean, they had a good gap. Like, they were in third by a decent amount. Who have they played? Uh, really bad teams. But here's the thing. Everton, they played bad teams. Everton, right? I really rate Everton because um, Carlo Ancelotti knows. Well, yeah. He's oh, brilliant, man. I rate Everton too, but Leicester is on 55 points and sixth place Wolves is on 52. Mate, I mean, they're one game away now from being out of Champions League. And they were so clear in it. On top of it, their restarted games, I mean, they really screwed up when they started at, you know, draws with Watford and Brighton. Here's a That's question. That's bad. You know, here's a question, You know, look though. at their fixtures, mate. They're screwed. Here's a question I have for you. Do you think a lot of it's attributed to a lot of their key players being linked elsewhere? So maybe their head's not... Maybe, I don't think so. I don't know if it's a mix of they don't care too much. Jamie Vardy's not linked anywhere. He hasn't done shit. But here's my point. Everyone else, though. Even Ben Chilwell's linked somewhere Well, Ben else. Chilwell has been to Chelsea. James yeah. Madison. Where has he been linked to? Everywhere. Mate, I haven't seen a link. Where is he linked to? Everywhere, bro. I mean, it's not as crazy as some other situations. A team should still be able to get over them. I mean, like, they should still be able to get over I don't know. Even your boy. Look at their um, last three even games. Even your boy. Uh, he's only been there a year. The defender, the Turkish Kaguar. lad. He's even linked uh, other places. You know, all I, I got to say is a lot of teams, it's the same with Wolves. Then explain why are Wolves winning When you games? know you're not going to be somewhere the next year, it's tough. Why are Wolves winning games? They're all linked to places. Maybe they're sole on idea. Maybe they're all con- they're all gonna stay. I don't think I can't no, see anyone from Wolves leaving. Mate. Who's they're gonna strong. leave? Raul, Bro- Raul, Adama, Traore, uh, Yota. Adame's coming off the bench. Where's Raul linked? Juventus. I saw it the other day. That's wild, mate. I'm telling you, he's getting linked. He's a good player. I, I, throw that out. Like this is no excuse, mate. Brendan Rodgers needs to get this team playing. He's like, lad, they they're. I think last two I think games they played, are Sheffield, I, Tottenham, and United. I think they played well. I think. I think Everton's a lot better than people think. Oh, I agree. I think Everton's a great team these days under Ancelotti, but for Leicester to have two points in four matches, it's not good enough. And they have tough fixtures coming up, and I really am worried for them. I really think they might miss out. You know what? And if that's the case, that's a good thing, because Leicester won't do damage in Champions League, so I don't want to see them there. Would you rather see Wolves or Leicester? Look, I know a lot of people like the um, Wolves. Let's face it, Liverpool... To me, Liverpool, Chelsea, and United are pretty much in, right? To me, it's going to be between Leicester and Wolves as if City's banned. If City's not banned, then it is what it is. They're going to get the ban hammer. Okay, and if they are, then who's that other team? Is it Leicester or Wolves? Or does a team come from the grave, such as Sheffield, Arsenal, or Tottenham, which I don't think will happen. I think they're too far behind. So would it be Wolves or Leicester then? You'd rather have Wolves in Champions League? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. You know what? I just I'm read done, something. I'm the, you know, I know people like the story. I'm just done with the Cinderella shit. It's over. 
Well, Wolves and Leicester, there's there's similar levels, aren't they? Leicester's won a title, mate. But Wolves have more money and they're more ambitious. I will say that Wolves, I did read something that uh, when Raul was linked to places, they said they're going to try not only to keep their players, but to add. Can you imagine if Wolves become a major... Brian, how do you feel about Wolves becoming You know who they should try getting? They should get break the bank for this lad. And I don't think he's been able to really do good or break out his full potential there. Zhao Felix. So you'd break the bank for him. It wasn't he, was he at Atletico? Yeah. Didn't they just pay a trillion dollars for him? Yeah, pay a trillion dollars for him. <laughs> Why? He hasn't, if he hasn't done anything. Yeah, a financial takeover. He's Portuguese. He fits the profile, Spe- mate. Speaking of Wolves, they beat Villa 1-0 on a Dindonker goal. So I figured I'll just slip that in while we're talking about Wolves and okay. Leicester. Yeah, I mean... I guess. So you uh, let me, okay, last question before we get to the rest Newcomers of the Newcomers apparently get paid, bro. Everyone Wolves and Leicester. Who who would make it out of these two? Wolves. Wolves, Wolves are making it. Okay. I think it'll, so I think Wolves are going to be in Champions League next year when really? 2 years ago they weren't even in the Premier League. That's true. And they're doing well. They're still in Europa right now too, by the way. There it is. Uh, I will say this, um, let me ask you one more question before I get into these last few matches. Are you more excited about the prospects of how these relegation and Champions League spot races are filling out than you were before we went into the break? I'd say so, because before the break, I was just like, I just wanted the Premier League title to, you know, be done with. Okay. Um, and it and is. it's done. Okay. So well, there you go. In the other matches, Watford won Southampton 3. Ings with a brace. Ward Prowse, the new captain, with the third Southampton goal. Actually, Southampton scored four times, but Narek just decided to score on themselves to make Watford feel better. Uh, so that's that. Uh, Watford looking in really bad shape in terms of the relegation. They're barely out of the relegation zone. Bournemouth, another team on the brink of relegation. One, Newcastle, four. Uh, Gale, Sean Longstaff, not Maddie. Almiron and Lazaro with the goals for Newcastle. Gosling, lizard lad scored it. <laughs> Gosling with the late goal for Bournemouth. And then Burnley won Palace nil on a Ben Mee uh, 62nd minute ben goal. Ben Mee's still alive. He is at... Dan, let me first start with uh, Danny Ings. Okay, he has now 20 goals in a season for the second time in his career. You remember? I'm guessing you Burnley. remember the other time. Yeah, um, 20 goals. Why do I have 18 then here? I think I think he has 20 overall, like in all competitions. Um, he had 26 in 13, 14. You remember that year he went to a big club, right? Yeah. At the time, I don't know if you were considered them a oh, club. They are. Didn't work out. Do you think, my question with Danny Ings is, will he get a shot? Right now, he's one behind the golden boot leader, okay. which is joint now. Vardy's been caught by Aubameyang. Vardy and Aubameyang okay. have 19. Ings with 18. Okay. Um, do you think Danny Ings can cut it? Let's say he makes a move this year. No. I think he's too old. So you think he's just going to forever be a Southampton Strike some team like that, but here's the thing: he would have made it at Liverpool for him for injuries. I'll still stay by that. I think he's one like his potential was like nuts. So why you he had he, all the traits literally that you could think of? Uh-huh. He had them all. He's 27. Why is he too old? In today's era, you have these 21 year olds, 20 year olds that are just fucking breaking out and doing it. Like look at Marcus Rashford. Look at like think of a striker on every team, like. Uh, Arsenal, you guys have like Martinelli. Mm-hmm. He's like twelve. So I so while I can agree with you that Tammy Abraham, Timo Warmer on Chelsea, uh-huh. Man City. Well, I mean, no one wants to go there. Um, United has Rashford. Martial's still young. Like you know what I mean. Like 
They're all younger than Ings is what I'm saying. Mark Rashford's like 20, 20. He's like 22, actually, I think. So what if I told you out of the top seven scorers, Ings is the youngest one? Out of the top seven seven scores in the Premier League this season. But here's Jamie, the thing. We got Jamie Vardy, Those top 33. Here, here. Before you name one, yeah. These guys have been on those teams for three plus years. Aubameyang, not three plus years. He's been there for three years. He has not. He came in 18. Two. <laughs> okay. Raul, two years. Raul? Raul? Wait, wait, wait. How old is Raul? Raul is 29. Wait, yeah. Wolves? Yeah, Raul's 29. I, th- I thought this lad was like 20. <laughs> so Marcus Rashford. Wait, that changes my whole perception of Raul. The guy who you mentioned, Marcus Rashford, is 22. He's the highest scoring younger Dude, than Danny Ings player. I thought Raul was 20. Yeah, well, no, he's not. He's 29, mate. I've never seen him play for Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I had. Come on. Lad. Wait, I'm so blown right now. I thought Raul was like younger. Up until you get to Rashford, Martial, Abraham, everyone is older than Danny Ings in the top. Top seven. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to get a huge contract, but do you think he could play for a bigger team and, and produce for them? Who, like, if you give me a team, I'll tell you. But I let's say he moves up to a team like Everton or an Arsenal. Like, is a bad? Well, I guess Arsenal has players. Or Where, like a no, Sheffield. Everton already has Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison. How about a Sheffield? Would a Sheffield be a is good Sheffield player? really bigger? They're doing better this year. How about Wolves? If Raul leaves, Danny Ings. <laughs> I think they bring in like a top guy. What if Chelsea gets him? Because if they sell him to Juve, I'm guessing they're oh, going to get money for him. Yeah, well, so so you don't think Danny Ings can cut it? Mike, let's ask. I no, ask he can, but I'm saying like there. I think there might be better options as far as investments. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, Danny Ings. So you're Arsenal right now. Would you rather buy Tammy Abraham or Danny Ings? I mean, I'd rather buy Abraham because he's younger. <laughs> I'm, not saying, well, I'm not saying who'd you rather buy. The question is, you're veering. The question is, <laughs> would weird. Danny Ings succeed at a big club? I'm not saying would a big club rather buy. Let's say the club doesn't have the big club doesn't have enough money to buy Tammy Abraham. Abraham is obviously worth They're more not money, a big mate. Club, mate. The, the coronavirus hit, mate. Big clubs don't have money. Okay. All these clubs are talking about. Most of the clubs I'm hearing are talking about swaps because they don't have money to pay for players. People are going to go at some of the lowest transfer fees you've ever. Leroy Sané, what was his fee? Like 45, 35, 55. Dollars, all right, but in terms of pounds, yeah, it wasn't much compared to the because the market's down. Well, not just because of that, because he was entering his last year of his contract. So, so well, there, yeah, that as well. Mad scenes, mate. Mad scenes. Anyway, uh, I want to hear what everyone else thinks about Danny Ings. Can Danny Ings kick on anywhere else? And if so, where can Danny Ings kick on? Uh, let's continue a little bit just before we get to the predictions. Newcastle. I want to mention them. Four one. Newcastle's looked really good lately, and they haven't even been taken over yet. Uh, Alain Saint-Maximin, your boy, he's the third Newcastle player with three assists in a game. Can you name the other two? Exactly. One of them's recent. Third Newcastle player with three assists in a game. He was killing that game. So, did you these, see it? so who got three? Yeah, I was Saint-Maximin. Not. He was insane. So your question is who else? Who else on Newcastle has gotten three assists in a game? Ever? Like the, Ever. Do they have to be on the team now? No, none of them are on the team now. Who's that guy that went to PSG? One of them did it in 2015. Who's the PSG guy? He went to PSG right after. French. Oh, no, it wasn't him. Kabai? Yeah. It wasn't him. Oh, God, John Joe? No. Nope. One of them I'll mention is Andy Cole, the guy who had scored all those goals. So I need to do my research Against West Ham in 94. Don't do worry my about research Andy, Cole, on Andy Cole. But this other guy did it in 2015. Kevin Nolan. No. <laughs> 
Did Kevin Nolan even play for them? Yeah. Oh, he did? I, Bro, shame on you for not knowing shame that. Shame on me. Mate, shame on you for not knowing this lad. He was really good for them back then. Newcastle. And he now plays for another Premier League team. Iozzi? No. Well, I mean, fuck. 2015? Yeah. They got relegated that year, so he couldn't have been that good. He's got three assists, mate. And he now plays for, well, if I say it, you'll know. But he plays for a top, quote-unquote, top 16. Quote-unquote. I don't know. Musa Sissoko. (laughs) Musa Sissoko. Your boy. Uh... Well, that said, what are your thoughts? Like, Newcastle, are they actually decent? Like, what's the deal with them? I Musa Sissoko plays for Newcastle <laughs> No, I know, but I'm saying he did oh. in 2015. Now he plays for Spurs. No, I don't think he plays for Spurs. He does. He started the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. He <laughs> 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 All right, he's having some Rick James moments right now. Uh, also, mind Joe Clinton for not scoring. Four Newcastle players scored, and none of them were Joe Clinton. So, fuck <laughs> Joe Clinton. And the first thing that came was a musical artist. <laughs> there are a lot of Musa Sissokos, mate. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and jump to our uh, week 32 scores. We're, we're running a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. So, the scores, it was a bit lower than last week, but still decent for some. Uh, leading the way, the Caboose. 15 points this week. Uh, I had 14. Steven Nikhil had 13. And Arian probably with one of his worst weeks with 9. Uh, like, but, hey. but he's the overall leader and only person that's broken an average of 14 at 14.55. Second place is Nikhil with 13.79 average. Third place, it's getting tight, Steve. You're in third at 13.57, and I'm in fourth at 13.55. So I'm 0.02 behind Steve now. And the caboose is well over 13, 13.21. He's coming back. So I'm pretty excited. It's becoming a tight race. Um, I feel like we should do something. So, listeners, let us know, um, should we give the champion something, A, of this prediction game? Because it's been going on all season. And this happens every day. Um, and the loser, should they have to do something? Um, what should the loser have to do? I don't know. I think we'll decide that next year. Okay. Well, So, everyone, let us know what you think. Next year we'll That's do a little That's a bit of game. a wild question to ask Yeah, on you spot. can't do it on week 32. So, no, well, I want people to let us know at the footy corner, too. Let's do the score prediction game. And I think last place has to get first place like a like a gift, maximum $20 value. And it could be like a funny gift, like a funny gag gift. Thoughts? Okay. Yeah. So not this year. We won't do it this year because these weren't the rules when we started. But next year we'll do the prediction game and we'll do that. So let's go to week 33 predictions. All right, you got your predictions out in yeah. front of you handy dandy. They start bright and early tomorrow. Or maybe you're listening to it and the game's already happened in the morning. But... We're going to release this Friday evening. So right, let's go. Norwich and Brighton is the early game, which I don't think anyone's waking up for. Hell, I'm not going to. I got Norwich 1, Brighton 1, and I got Timu Puki as being back. I got 1-1, one, one, and I got the guy that you don't want to score scoring because he takes pens. Fuck my pay. All right. Uh, is that who it is? Yeah. All right. Leicester, Crystal Pass. I think Leicester's going to come back. They'll be back this week. I got them 2 nothing, and I think Vardy's going to finish. I got 2-1 Vardy. All right. United and Bournemouth. Um... There was some recent news, which we'll share in Nance of the Week, uh, that has a few players questionable, but I still think they're too good. Bournemouth stinks. I got United 2, Bournemouth 0, and I think Marcus Rashford's finally going to score. I got United 1, Bournemouth 0, Rashford. I had 3 nothing before the Bruno news. <laughs> Big stuff. Wolves and Arsenal should be an intriguing game. Uh, you might be shocked. I've got Wolves 2, Arsenal 1, and I've got Diego Yota. I think it's, since it's at, at Wolves, I have 1-1, one, one, and I have Aubameyang scoring. Mm. You actually have a better result than I do. Nice. Uh, well, wolves aren't. Well, wolves are. Wolves are doing better than Arsenal. That's what I'm saying. But I have, 
Like I have a be- like what I'm saying is you have a better result for Arsenal. Oh yeah. You have a draw. I picked them to lose mate. Yeah. Uh Chelsea and Watford, I think Chelsea's gonna be angry. I've got Chelsea three, Watford nil, and I have Olivier Giroud. This is the type of game he scores in. I got two nothing in Pulisic. Alright. Burnley and Sheffield United. I've got a bit of a surprise result for Sheffield. I got Burnley one, Sheffield one, and Jay Rodriguez is my goal scorer. So I got one one, and oh. I'd be lying to you if I really knew any fucking player from any of these teams. <laughs> so I went McBurney, this guy. Yeah, weekend at McBurney's mate. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle two, West Ham nil is what I have, and I have Alain Samaximin. I have Newcastle two, West Ham one. I got Maxime. There you go. Uh, Liverpool and Villa. I think Liverpool is going to be a little upset. Now I heard today Klopp said he's not going to play yeah. the kids. They have to earn it. Um, I've got Liverpool three, Villa nil, but I think that Origi will play, so I'll pick him to score. Oh, he's ass, by the way. He's, he's got to go after this year. Oh, I think this is a game he scores. I got Liverpool two, Villa one, and Salah. And if right. Salah doesn't play, I'm, I'm changing my thing. <laughs> Mate, what are you changing it to? Who's your backup option? Um, I don't know, Trent. Trent? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Southampton host City. Southampton, the worst home team in the Premier League, so I have them losing 0-3, to three, and I have Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> I have 0-2, and I didn't know which striker would play, so I just went with Sterling. Well, Aguero's dead for the season. Oh. So you don't pick him ever. I'll, I'll stick with Sterling then. <laughs> yeah. And then Tottenham-Everton, I actually have an upset because it's at Tottenham. I have Tottenham 1, Everton 2. I really like how they played, and Richarlison's my goal scorer. <laughs> I got 1-1 one, one in Kane. I don't that's, know. I, I, I think it's going to be a boring game, surprisingly. Really? Yeah. I, I expect something from it, no? I think I think Ancelotti just, at this point, wants points to make himself look good. Not yeah. make himself look good, but you know he just wants to see results going into next season. And I think Mourinho, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like he doesn't care right now. And we actually, so by the way, that will be a game we will be recording during because that's the Monday night game and then there are games on Tuesday for the next game. week. So uh, we'll be re- recording during that game and we might hoax some uh, predictions out of you through the internet. Okay. See if you can, through Twitter, at the footy corner too. All right, shall we go to comments then? That's our predictions. Uh, make sure you get yours in. We'll make sure that our intern tags the main players that usually do this. Um, so that said, let's go to the comments. We've got, we've got a lot going on. Even though, you know, it wasn't too much going on this week. A lot of comments. Uh, one is from a new listener. Devin McDonough listened to his first e- episode this past week. He was uh, he only complained about how long it is, though. But, you know, once you're a listener, you get used to it. Um, you know, it's fun. It's good stuff. Plus, I feel like last episode we had that long argument that people were probably making comments during or getting intrigued during. Um, yeah. I got a, I got a uh, text from Brian actually mentioning that he was thinking, like, while we were having the argument, he yeah. was thinking Canucks, and then I brought up the Canucks. That was a pretty good one. Anyway. <laughs> uh, that said. <laughs> Not my proudest argument. Well, no, I think it was, it was a good back and forth. Um, so Devin McDonough asking when he's going to be on the pod. Brian asking him to talk about what how the Red Sox owners just won the Premier League because Devin's a big uh, Yankees fan. And then I challenged him to listen to an episode, and he has. Mm. So... Devin, if you're listening at this point of this episode, if you could – let's do this. Try to think of your new Premier League team. Pick back a team and like them. I, I don't know what else to tell them. You know, what else do you say to that? Yeah. So I do some real research on it though do because a little, it could yeah. be a big big difference between if you're interested and if you're not. So if you do it. research and you claim a team, we'll have you on the show. How about that? Although I think I have an idea of what team he'll pick. What team do you if think he really pick? does research. What team do you think he'll pick? Okay. All right. We'll be quiet about it. Arian has his guess. Uh, Nikhil posting, days since Liverpool has won the league, one. 
next year is our year. So he has a nice little picture of Jurgen Klopp at a cemetery. It says next year's our year. Uh, so there's that. Then uh, we, we had everyone making picks on online, which was nice. Um, honorable mention for player of the week, Steve says. Have you seen this video of a man in a grocery store who drops a, an object and then juggles it and then catches it? Yeah. Unreal stuff. ESPN tweeted it six days ago. Um, and our intern, that back heel was nuts. Our intern has retweeted it just now. Amazing stuff. That um, did you see this? Uh, the Bundesliga finished up last week, and to- uh, Dortmund lost to Hoffenheim four nil. And Kramerich scored all the goals. He scored four goals, including a no look, which was a shout out to Roberto Firmino, who also played for Hoffenheim, who also scored a no look penalty. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts? I think it's good. That's cool. I mean, he played for Hoffenheim too. That's that's sick. Pretty cool stuff, I thought, yeah. Um, and who would have ever thought Roberto Firmino would have played for Hoffenheim? Yeah. That's wild. Well, you'll find some of the craziest things in there, like Ozil played for Werder Bremen. Oh, but you mean Firmino being I mean, Brazilian? Ozil's German, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. That is pretty That's pretty out there. He, he, that is a guy that made an ascent. You know, like he worked, and, and that's that. Um, Steve, he said not to defend Tottenham, but... They did make it to a Champions League final. That's what they have over Everton. They're also viewed as better than they are because they have great colors and design for the kit. Some of the best in the Prem, in my opinion. Uh, it's not bad. I, think, I don't I think, think it's some of the best. It's not bad. But he's bringing <coughs> up to the point where you were saying Tottenham is not a big team, in your opinion. because of the In troubles. my opinion, yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, my definition of a big team is you have money, um, fans – like a lot of fans worldwide, I think Tottenham has that, but they don't have necessarily the trophies to back it up. Okay, I think coming up runner, runners up, yeah, they got second in that, but they just haven't won like literally anything. Right. I mean, when you think of big teams, mm-hmm. I think of very few teams because I'm also thinking of teams around the world. So like, it'd be unfair to classify Tottenham with, for example, Bayern Munich or yeah. um, a Real Madrid or Barcelona or you know, right. Yeah, you can't class. They're not in the same class, is what I'm saying. Well, and two, they're a team that Pochettino really lifted up. I feel like, and now Mourinho's having issues with them. So I, you can see that, like, and they have they haven't really changed players. Right. They have almost the same players. For, for, so for me, when you're it's think, difficult for me when you're thinking of big teams, like if you say like if you give a, a, a kid from like um, I don't know, let's say like Netherlands, right? You're like, do you want to play for Juventus or Bayern Munich? They're gonna like really think of that, and I'd say like maybe. Five out of five, t- five out of ten times they'll choose one or the other. Like you don't know, right? Okay, yeah. But if you go up to them and be like, "Would you rather play for Juventus or Tottenham?" They'll pick Juventus like nine or ten times. Right, but I guess what he's saying here is that that's what they have over Everton. Because I think you said what oh. they have over a team like Everton, like Everton. Did I say? Tottenham. Did I say that Everton's like? Yeah. <laughs> Are you taking that back? I'd rather play for Everton than Tottenham personally. Okay. I mean, I'd rather live in London, but I mean. I'd rather be managed by uh, what you call it, mm-hmm. by the big man. <laughs> Who's Everton's Sam, Sam Allardyce. <laughs> Everton's manager right now. Yeah, oh, Carlo. Yeah, I thought you've been in the past. I was looking for the next point we're going to make here, man. No, Carlo. Yeah, I'd rather play for Carlo, and uh, I think they're Sam Allardyce. <laughs> well, I. You know, you were talking, and I was already then, looked, I was preparing our next point. Sorry, I, I, I think I think if there's one manager I'd rather play over Marino, it's it's um, Ancelotti. Ancelotti. Carlo. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, I think I think they're on similar levels. 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah, good, good, good debate. Now, someone did bring up the rivalry thing, Brian. The only thing you mentioned to me about it was the the Vancouver thing. I'm surprised. There weren't as many other tweets about it, but Steve wrote a very nice bit on it. So here's what Steve wrote. In regards to the rivalries, I will say this. There are three types, geographic, City United, Bears, Packers, Bulls, Pistons, right? We talked about geographic, right? Okay. Then you got the historic, which I like that he did this because I called it like playing rivalries, but I think he did a good job of breaking down historic, Mm -hmm. Liverpool, United, Lakers, Celtics, Madrid, Barcelona. And lastly, short-term rivalries or is what I called a playing rivalry which is your Packers, Seahawks, uh, MSU, Wisconsin, and college football, City, Liverpool, as we see it now. Also, Playing rivalries can become historic, but can also stop being so, like Arsenal and United. Uh, Liverpool and United are only historic rivals because they used to compete against each other for trophies. It was a playing rival that became historic. Mm. So this may not be taken well by YouTube, but growing up, I never looked at the Hawks as a rival because when we were good, y'all were dog shit and more vice versa. I never actively hated them. I hated the Sharks and Ducks because that's who we competed with regularly in the playoffs. Okay. And, and, you know, I have heard that before. I've heard that Wings fans don't care about us as much as we – it's almost like the Blues and us. Stop Um, it. No, no, I've heard that. I've heard that. Okay. First of all, the – actually, it's funny. The Liverpool United actually was not – It's more regional at first. No, it wasn't even regional. You could say regional, but it's political. Right. Because they're too – What's it? Doc, Doc cities. Mm-hmm. So we're right. the you know. So there's also political rivalries. You look mm-hmm. at Barcelona, Real Madrid. I think Liverpool, United. Actually, the root of it is a political rivalry. Manx and and Scousers. I think there's a whole political thing with them as well. And then um, there's another political rivalry. So can we call about. political ones historic? I mean, political ones. You have like Lazio Roma. It's like the fascist against right. You know, the freedom. So can we just call those historic, political, historic? Yeah, okay. So I do like that he put it geographic, historic, playing, or short term. So actually I like this categorization. So the categorization is good. But as you're saying, you're saying that uh, what's more historic? You're saying um, Liverpool United. Yeah. And what else? Like Madrid, Barcelona. Okay. That's like, you know, very political. And that's what he's put as historic. So you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, the, here's where it gets interesting, that playing rivalries can become historic, but can also stop, right? So you got so you got different levels, right? Geographic, but he's saying that historic and short-term can change. Okay. What do you yeah. think? Probably. Um, the short-term rivalries can change, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can become historic, you think, or no? Short-term rivalries can become historic if they continue. If they continue, I guess, for long enough. Um did he give an example of one that became historic? Uh, so he said that um, Arsenal and United kind of stopped. He didn't have any going the other way. No. I don't know. I think maybe, but it's tough. I can't really think of one, yeah. If City and Liverpool fought for the title for 20 years in a row, what do you think then? Probably, yeah. I don't okay. know. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. Okay. I just thought it was a good take. It's a while, though, that Red Wings fans think like that. I, I mean... <laughs> I've heard that before, so... I mean, for example, right now, like, but that the thing is, like, the, the Red Wings are probably the worst team in the league right now, and I still consider yeah. them a bigger rival than the Blues. So yeah. So that's where my head's at. Right. I yeah. guess everyone thinks of it differently. I guess so. 
It's yeah, also so. when I grew up, that's when we were dog shit and they were really good. So maybe yeah. now I'm still like kind of holding on to that. Right, right. That could be it too. No, that could be it too. Plus like I think geographical and historical, I think we have both of those down. With and them. I think there was a, a time period where both teams were really good, i.e. I think they played each other in the playoffs like two or three years in a row. Yeah. And they both knocked that, each yeah. other up mm-hmm. off. So um, shout out Brent Seabrook. Oh, you but, mean even recently? Yeah, yeah recently. Yeah, 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 I mean yeah. kind of recently. Yeah, yeah but, like, that's yeah. true. So yeah. that's where, that's where my head's at with that. Before they moved to the east, backed yeah. out of being friends. Uh, I rivals. agree with. Uh, I mean, I wish we could move to the east too, but that's yeah. Well, but we have an easier time in the west, so that's another good thing we got. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. hockey. So fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good though. I like that he gave a third classification. So it, it's interesting to see how people think of rivals, and that really covers a lot of the show. Like, what is a rival? I, I just hate debate. being. I just wish we had a better team to be rivals with. I just wish it was any other team. That's true. Yeah. I guess that's what I was going with. Yeah, you know, short-term rivalry. I wish we had a, a better team. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. You never know. You got to be good again. We're not good. We stink. Hawks, I'm talking about. Oh. Anyway. Um, what do you mean? We're in the playoffs. Well, Good teams make playoffs. <laughs> a 12-team playoff from each conference. You heard it here first, yeah. and this will I will put this on Twitter when we win it. Okay? Everywhere. I will put this on this podcast. I'm, right now, what's today's date? July 3rd, Third. Yeah. 2020. The Blackhawks yes. will win the Stanley Cup. Oh, this year. This year. You're going to put money on it? Yeah. Are you going to bet on it? Futures. I don't know if I'm going to bet on it, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's there, I don't know. It's going to be... I don't know if our sites allow us, but you can. It does. I, right now, right now, I'm there saying is. there's a tab. I'm calling it right now. The Blackhawks will win the Stanley Cup. Okay, that's the call. I'm not going to go that far, but I would be so happy if they did. Um, Steve, uh, Brian says, by the way, the Katy Perry song on my Mount Pump More is not a joke. I legit love that song, and it does pump me up. It's especially great at weddings. I'm not ashamed at all. I'm too old to give a shit what people think of my opinion. So I told you that was a real thing. You thought I it was a joke. I think he's lying, though. Whenever you have to say you don't care what people think, you care what people think. Wow. Brian, what are your thoughts on that? But but he does, but the Katy Perry thing was real. Real. Right. All right. Uh, let's speak I mean, everyone's Mount- got that song, bro, that like, you know, or songs, plural, that, mm-hmm. you know, may be a bit wild. But I yeah, know you got some in your arsenal, too, and no pun intended. But Right. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, you're not ashamed. You, you play yeah. in. All right. Uh, so let's go to the Mount Serial more is what Brian called it. Here was his. Um, he had one that was wild. Yeah, so Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Reese's Puffs. I really like it so far. Then it's multi, multi-grain that... Cheerios. You started going off the tracks. And then Cracklin' Oat Bran. Cracklin' Oat Bran ain't bad. Wait, are you serious right now? Yeah. So you had a problem with the multi-grain Cheerios. Dude, because those are so plain, bro. Multi-grain Cheerios? I would yell at mom if she brought that, man. But you wouldn't mind Cracklin' Oat Bran? No, because it's got some soul to it. It's got flavor. Really? You're literally tasting cardboard when you're having multi-grain Cheerios. Oh. It's fraud. All right. Well, Brian, so that was an interesting selection. I like Brian, this first two Brian, your three of your four choices were solid, but one of them was a heads-gone moment. Surely. So, uh, <laughs> I, I think you mistyped in that. I'll just write that one off. I agree, but then it's for different reasons. Uh, Steve, Golden Grams, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Reese's Peanut Butter Puffs. Everyone had those two. And Rice Krispie Treats, which they don't make anymore. I didn't know that. I never knew. Um, they stopped making the cereal, Rice Krispie Treats. No, no, those aren't Rice Krispies. Rice Krispie Treats cereal. Yeah, th- those aren't Rice Krispies. Yeah, they have little though. clumps in them. 
Oh, I've never had that right? before. I think. I've never had that before. Oh, well, that's... Uh, and then Golden Grams. That's a, that's one that went under the radar. Golden Grams. Yeah. So, pretty solid picks. So, Steve's we, a big ginger and cinnamon guy. We forgot... Yeah, I guess. So, we forgot to put up who you'd vote for for Mount Rushmore for cereal. So, we'll do it for this week's Mount Rushmore. Wow, Golden Grams took it over Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's wild. <laughs> In the end, though, it looks like Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Reese's Puffs were on a lot of... A lot of picks. When, when Cinnamon Toast Crunch stopped making their cereal, it's going to be sold around here like crack. It's like, yo, man, rough. you got that good stuff? Or what, what's up? I, I mean, I guess. So now, here we go. I need you to give a response. Jeff Paris says, what a pile of intellectual bankrupt nonsense spewed by Arian on the podcast. Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool, the best team he's ever seen, they wouldn't even be in the top 30 of all time. They're in line for one trophy this season, just one. I said, Cham- I said in my life, in my life. So let's get that straight. He says, cha- uh, Champions League, nope. League Cup, nope. FA Cup, nope. Wait, wait. They're one- the reigning Champions says, League champions. Excuse he says, me. One single fucking trophy. Pathetic. If you don't have multiple, <laughs> what? He says, if you don't have multiple trophies, I'm going to finish this and then I'll let you That's respond. Bananas. If you don't have multiple trophies in a single season, you're canceled. Fucking 0-9-10 Inter Milan would demolish the, this current Livar pool team. City won the fucking quad last year, and you're talking about Liverpool? No, no. Question mark. And at the end he goes, but I do put Arjen's garbage opinions down to drug use or mononucleosis. He sounds like a smackhead asking me for change with his eyes closed and falling over. Did he manage to stay awake during the pod? It sounds like he was barely awake. What are your answers to everything Jeff has just said? Well, Jeff we didn't record off. when I had just woken up last that's night. True. That's actually a true so. <laughs> But you weren't on drugs. No, not that, not that day. Okay. Um, and you also haven't been fighting mono lately. No, but I did. Mono actually fucked me up a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's wild. Um, so to go back in my... Okay, so I love old school soccer just as much as anyone else. So I can appreciate that 0-9-10 Inter Milan team. But this is a different age, and where athletes are held to a higher standard, I think that 0-9-10 Inter Milan team wouldn't even make it out of group stages in Champions League um, with the teams and how they're set up today, modern soccer. Um, you, you get what I'm saying with that, right? Like They're just more athletic today, and mm-hmm. a lot is more demanded from them because of social media and just you know just outright talent around them. Mm-hmm. Um, but can't one argue that they've won this this squad has won Champions League has won the Premier League has won the Club World Cup I mean what more I mean the Super Cup too the UEFA Super Cup they won that I mean like there's literally every trophy they've won I, I don't know what he where he's getting at this um, I think he's talking about the 1920 rendition because you guys won the the Champions League last year Okay. But the Club but World Cup you won this year. Okay. Club so. World Cup won, and the UEFA Super Cup was this year. What, what's that again? Who, who That's when the champion of, Euro, right, of Europa plays, Europa plays champion you play of Chelsea. Of, yeah. Beat Chelsea. So um, do you count the Community Shield as something? I mean, you can, but I didn't count it. No, but, I'm, but you guys didn't. But I'm saying, so you count the Super Cup, but not the Community Shield. Yeah, because I think the Super Cup's harder to win. Okay. Community Shield is just. In the league, the Super Cup is the champion of, of the Europa League, and the champion of Europa League could have been a Champions League the season before. Yeah, I mean, but that's also what it is. both teams could have been there Champions some, League. There are some Community Shield could also have been played between two Champions League teams. 
Yeah, but I mean the then yeah the community shield can is also they're both one off games that I guess if if you call one a cup I think you have to call the other one a cup no yeah but I think the UEFA Super Cup's harder because technically the team that you play in the community shield can win the Super Cup too yeah so if they didn't win that Super Cup then they're most likely not as good as the team you play in the Super Cup oh no, I mean I mean I was just asking a question so okay so you count that as a trophy so. But not Community Shield. I think most people in the world consider one Champions League better than one Premier League. Why? Because Premier League is the elite in your in your country, and Champions League is the elite in Europe. Which is a different debate, though, which we've had. That's What's a different debate, but it all kind of intertwines with the Super Cup and the, okay. you know. <clears throat> but, fuck, okay, you don't even have to count the Community Shield. That's fine, okay? Right. Even if I'm not, even if well, I do not... count it, I'm still saying this squad even if you want to count out Champions League, they won the FIFA World Cup, the UEFA Super Cup, and the Premier League. And that they didn't just win the Premier League, so they just lost the city. Who won the? And did you guys win the community show? I don't. know. I'm just I asking. Don't, no, I don't even know what happened. I don't, in it. I don't either. Okay. But <laughs> I, that's that's how relevant would, it is to but me. I was personally. just asking about it. I don't value the community shield. I figured they're similar. In a I don't value the community okay. shield. Okay. But I'm saying. Um, this team has won multiple trophies, and they won the Premier League. They, they were winning it by 17, and they just lost the second-place team. So, I, And they've only lost two or three games in the past year or so. I mean, that's unreal. And you want to comp- And like I said, I think the 0-9-10 team of Inter Milan was good, but I think if you were to put those teams against teams today, um, no. And especially this Liverpool team that's conditioned out of their mind. Uh, when they're really trying and have something to play for, I mean, good God. Just ask, like, Lionel Messi what he went through when they lost 4 nothing. I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm not even being biased here, but, like, Lord. Yeah, I mean, what I'll say is it's – I think it's not in the top 30 of all time is a wild statement that Jeff Paris has made. And then for you, I mean, you said best. I mean, that's, you know, that's debatable too. So I – I think you guys are on like completely opposite sides of things, but I think his is a little more outrageous. Out of the top thirty versus the top, I think it's well. He also said of all time. Five. He said of all time. I think I don't think he yeah. caught onto the thing where I was like since like I can remember. But so uh, so what, what do you think the value is of a number of trophies won versus what you're seeing in front of you? Because can it tell you a story that if a team maybe in two competitions didn't play any of their players? Well, see, like you guys. If you're considering teams like when you're really putting them in that high of a caliber, when you're when you're considering it that high of a regard of all time, you can't. I mean, FA Cup and League Cup are cool things, but realistically, those aren't the trophies you should be bragging about. Mm-hmm. I think you should be thinking about the big, the big one. If if you're thinking about big fucking teams and big trophies, I mean, come on, dude. Well, you can be like, oh well, they didn't win the FA Cup. Like, bro, come, let's let's be real, like. When you think about accomplishments, like when you when you when you see these interviews, I've been watching a lot of history, like on, on certain players. You've seen it on my YouTube. They never talk about the FA Cup or League Cup. So it's like, oh man, like that that Champions League against Barcelona was was you know was crazy. They're not like, man, that that FA Cup against Oldham was nuts, right? Like they don't talk about that. Like you talk about like the fucking Titans of Europe. That's that's what you got to talk about, you know. Um, I think the FA Cup has more meaning within the country than it does to international fans. A, uh, that I mean, that said, I, I don't will know, say that because this... I'm part of football Twitter. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I think people in England even think it's kind of a joke. 
not a joke, but it's just like no one rem- like who won the FA Cup? Like, okay, <laughs> we've won it the most ever. So okay. yeah, please continue. Who won the League Cup last year? League Cup was uh, City. Did they? Yeah. They oh yeah, they beat all Villa. Four. They won everything. Yeah, they beat Villa this year actually. Oh yeah, they did win. Last it. year I can't. I would put that team up there. I would put them as better than the 2009-2010 Inter Milan. Like, I'm just being realistic, dude. You have to put your bias aside well, sometimes. So I think what this does, it, it shows how difficult it is to compare historical teams. Because like you said, this team is, it, we live in a more athletic era, you know, than we did 10 years ago. So then again, that brings the whole, like, go back to basketball. You got I'm also surprised Golden that State versus the Bulls. Like, a lot of people are like, well, yeah. it's more athletic now. But then the people back then are I'm like, also well, very surprised Jeff Paris was a fan of, of the sport in 09 and 10, considering he's a City fan. You know, they oh, weren't really God. an organization back then, so that's wild. Mate, you know he's had ties, though, to Syria. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> the, I just thought we'd talk about it briefly. So, yeah. I mean, there you go. There's your guys' Well, it was a beautiful gesture of you guys clapping us, beating you guys by at least 20 points in the Premier League race. I think that was a beautiful gesture, you know? And uh, I have a question for you, actually. Yeah. I hope Jeff Paris is listening to this segment. And is. let's be realistic here. So how close do you think Arsenal is... To City, um, as far as skill gap. It's big. <laughs> to let you know, City is closer to Arsenal than they are to Liverpool. Right. No, I know. I mean, I understand that. But, I, yeah, I don't <laughs> think the skill, it's not close. It's For some <laughs> weird reason, though, if you ask me, like, but then again, see, you're going off numbers and, and like, like, see, you guys won one, you know, one or two or three trophies. And if you base <laughs> it just on trophies rather than looking at what you see, I'm I think the gap is closer I mean, you kind of admit the gap's closer between those two teams than Arsenal. And City. Uh, I'm basing it off. Arsenal both. can't touch City lately. Like they, they aren't even close when they play Liverpool. They're not even. I don't close remember who. I don't remember who City got knocked out in Champions League last year, but well, Tottenham. They got knocked out by Tottenham. They did. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, pretty sure. We well, hate to see it. So, yeah, so there's I, that. I think so. Anyway, uh, Arsenal does play City in the FA Cup, so I'm hoping for a bit of a miracle. Chelsea United FA Cup's interesting stuff, so check that out. July eighteenth and nineteenth, we'll talk. So, about who do you think? Closer. Who do you think? If you were to name, I'm not saying better than this Liverpool team. Um, obviously, omit yesterday's game. This team had only lost two games in two years in any competition. I think Bayern, one of the recent Bayern teams, they've been pretty good lately. I don't. I mean, I don't know exact years because I don't. You know, but I think one of these recent Bayern teams would be pretty good up there too. Not okay. just, you know, uh, the one that the then, World Cup year, the, the one where they won it? the World Cup and then they, I think they're like their half their squad was on the World Cup team. Possibly. That may have been the year. I think that was 2013, Yeah. Uh, that team was really good. And I think the Barcelona team, like we talked about last episode, I mean, it's really between all those. And even if you want to compare this Liverpool team and last year's city team, um, you know, all those four, I think were really dominant teams and pretty good. With that said, uh, you know. The reason I why I put Liverpool ahead of last year's team, City team, is because there was only a two point difference in last year. Right. And Liverpool only really got better. Wow, breaking news. Donovan Mitchell has a Juventus jersey on. <laughs> this is bananas. <laughs> Sorry. Let's, I, that was pretty interesting. I didn't know that. Cool. All right. Um, All right. But yeah, I mean, that's that debate. But I don't think. Um, I think Jeff needs to. Maybe watch more history videos on soccer. Maybe appreciate some. I mean, I appreciate last year's city team, but I still think you're a a fake team, like an oil team. You know what I mean? You're the Red Bull Leipzig of 
the Premier League. All right. So take that for what you will. All right. Your Steve. fans are louder through the TV than they are when they're actually there. Yeah. Well, Steve, Steve says we're going to move on. But, but yeah, good point. Steve says, I just don't understand Barca's logic with the swap that they're making. I don't Arthur either, for Pjanic. Uh, I don't think a lot of people do. And no, actually, yeah. when I read into it, I think it's because... That video he Barcelona said was hilarious wants too. to yeah FIFA fair play. Yeah. I, I think it's a FIFA fair play thing, um, and it's something with the valuation of the two. I read actually an article about why they're doing this, and it's because Barcelona wants to meet FIFA fair play. That if they didn't do this move, they'd be in big trouble, I guess, uh, or financial fair play, and that they kind of were forced into doing something like so this. So that what they have to get rid and of that Malcolm? they had to kind of get rid of Arthur. Oh, Arthur. But to get someone back, like they to get something rather than almost nothing, they got Pjanic. They figured it's better than nothing. But still, that's an awful swap. I mean, it just looks bad. Uh, Jeff um, also wrote something else. He said, it's Canada Day. This was July 1st, so my fiancé shares the same birthday as Canada Day. The world needs to know what the footy corner loves about Canada. Everything. So what do you love about Canada? I'm jealous Canada? of Canada. Uh-huh. I think they have everything better than the United States. Well, pick one thing that specifically they have in Canada that you like more. Aside from the healthcare system, every Canadian, I think the healthcare system here is fraud. Personally, mm-hmm. um, but I think I think it's like the unity right right now. It's the unity. I think every Canadian that I uh, that I've met right now mm-hmm. or that I know, like they like Canada a lot. Right. Okay. And then, like, I think I feel like it's a country that just gets along with not only themselves but like literally everyone else. Um. So I'd say that I'd say like kind of like the unity and like, I don't know, that's more of like a political thing. Like, huh? you you see what I'm getting at, right? Like they all yeah. get along with each other. Mm-hmm. So and the hockey, but yeah. That's... I was gonna say that for me mainly. I was gonna say the hockey. Uh, they've a lot of their players. Uh, a lot of the Hawks players have come from Canada that have been really good. Fucking so Keith, Jonathan Taves. Pretty, and then, uh, yeah, Maple Syrup. Top stuff. God, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff from Canada. Also, like, they're so underrated, bro. Like, they got everything. They got the big city from Toronto, and they got, like, the, the views of, like, Vancouver. And I will say that uh, the law that makes it it's really hot 19, you're, you're allowed to drink when you're 19. Oh, that's, that's huge. clutch. So, good stuff there. And, and you gamble. gamble. Yeah. Damn, man. We could have been degenerates earlier. And, uh, bro, and and the girls in, in Canada are bananas. <laughs> bananas. Well, in terms of looks or in terms of like how loose they are? No looks. Okay. Okay. Just That's a bold me. statement to make, but I think per capita, <laughs> per person, I think they have a better output. Well, you got to think States. of none of it, mate. They got a lot of Eskimos up there. I don't know what's going on in the Inuit territories, the Northwest I'm sure territories, they have looking, you know. All right. I mean, that's a bold statement, but you know, let's move on. Um, nature, too. They have a lot of good nature there. What, what are your thoughts on Chelsea's new home kit for 2021? What, is Happy this, Canada Day, too. Happy. Yes. Late, but yeah. This three, is that going to be on every kit? What is I that? I don't know. Uh, what is this three? Wasn't Brian? that on Ireland jerseys in the past? I'm that's pretty how sure. their numbers were. But, like, I was watching no. this match, and they all had three on the front. What the fuck is I don't three? even know what the sponsor is, to be honest. Oh, that's a sponsor? Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is terrible. It's a sponsor because they sponsored Ireland back in the day too. I just think that's how Ireland's numbers were. The 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 company is named Three, so I don't know. So basically, telecommunications is, company. So these players are going to be walking around with numbers on the front and the back of their jerseys. That's what I don't like. 
I think the rest of their jerseys fine. I just think this. Brian, let me ask you: Are you going to get this jersey? Oh, by the way, three on the front. By the way, Marco Salonzo is the only one that it makes sense for. I think it's the new sponsor. Yeah, well, so that's what you're going to see. I agree with uh, Steve. So, I mean, mate, like anyone that's not number three's got the number three on the front of their jersey. Yeah, that's I don't know. It's banana lands. I think they're better off just writing three like T H R E E. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Brian shares a reasonably "quote unquote" big club going into administration. They won the FA Cup in 2013 on that famous Watson call yeah. from Gus Johnson. Wigan Athletic has gone into administration. Um, they're the first English club to do that since the coronavirus pandemic. What are your thoughts on Wigan that's, or being in administration? That's a sad thing. Um, I was never a big Wigan guy personally, but yeah, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It's, it sucks too because they get 12 points deducted this season which pretty much ensures their relegation. But say they get relegated anyway, that they will not deduct the 12 points. They'll relegate them, and they'll start with negative 12 points next season. Oh, man. So Wigan, I mean, and let's discuss kind of administration. We've kind of discussed this. It doesn't mean the team is, like, liquidated, but they're on the verge. Like, they don't really have an owner. Uh, the the FA's paying for their money, so that's why they're hit with these, these penalties. So mm-hmm. pretty crazy stuff there. Um, so we talked about Jeff and Steve going back. Back and forth, back at it. Now, let me go to some a bunch of little tidbits um, that were very interesting. All right. So you probably heard in the beginning of the show, in the intro, I talked about Pochettino is back at uh, Tottenham. Did you hear about that? Maurizio oh, yeah. Pochettino, the son of the former Tottenham boss. He signed a new deal at the club. No, no, that's not the son's name. Yeah, it is. Maurizio. So it's a junior? No, he's Mauricio with a C. He's Mauricio oh. with a Z. Oh. Um, his contract was expiring, but he'll remain at the club even though his, his father has left, left the club. And actually his dad was seen in a picture with him wearing Spurs wearing Spurs shirt. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, Pochettino coming back to Tottenham, question mark? I don't know about no. that. Uh, so that was there. Um, did you hear about uh, Frank Lampard challenging Christian Pulisic? Uh, he told he's challenged him to reach Raheem Sterling and Mo Salah levels. I think Mo Salah's a little ahead of Raheem Sterling personally, but that's yeah. like superstar levels. Yeah, I mean, the 21-year-old has made a big impact since the season resumed, scoring in Chelsea's wins over Villa and Manchester City. So Lampard has challenged him and said, tells him that even though he's young, he has the skill and the ability to eventually be that you know at that level if he continues to push on. Yeah. A, do you agree with that? And B, mm. are you happy that that's at least what a manager is pushing out of a, a American product? I think everyone reacts to it differently, but I think maybe Pulisic isn't the most outspoken guy. Bit mm-hmm. of a shy guy. Right. Compared to most soccer players. I think with how young he is, with a new club, a lot of pressure in the Premier League, I think you know, he's one of those players, maybe you're better off just letting him get comfortable in his role. Like, sure, he's had, like, one or two good performances lately. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, it's one of those things where maybe behind closer you just say, like, yeah, good job. But don't say it too much because then, like, oh, no, like, you know, he's expecting this all the time. You know, like, maybe just let him do his thing in silence, if that makes sense. Like, keep, just keep putting him in the starting 11. Right. And don't praise him too much. Just let him do his things in silence. You know, don't call him up and be like, oh, you know, you're 20 years old. you got to be the next big... Just relax. Let him play a couple games. Let him kind of get out of his shell. And then when he's comfortable, then make these demands, I think. He's still so young to compare him to... I mean, Raheem Sterling's like 25, 26. 
Shout out to the Young Player of the Year award. He was like well, 25. <laughs> but I think it's good he's pushing him. I, I mean, I'm not saying he's putting pressure on him. I don't good. think he's he like, should hey, do it publicly, though. You can, you can be this good. You can do it. I, I just on. don't think he should do it publicly. Well, I think the fact he's doing it publicly is he's putting his like money kind of where his mouth is. like you know. Uh, but there's no reason to. You Maybe know, he wants let he the wants people naturally talk to, about it and let Pulisic just do his thing. You know, fair enough. Because I don't think he handled the pressure very well. We you know when there was a lot of talk around him at the very beginning. You mean in the Premier League? Yeah, eh, I he think also benched. that's adjusting to a new league, mate. That's that's a lot. That's what I'm saying. Let him get comfortable. Let him adjust. Let him get comfortable in his role at the team where you're. You know, you're playing. Like, give him a season or two, and then be like, all right, kind of like how Hazard was, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Hazard was always really good, but like they kind of kept it on the low. And then out of nowhere, just bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, That's I mean, how I look at we'll it. We'll see. Right? We'll see what happens. I, I thought it's good that he, he's pushing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's challenging him. So maybe he sees something that the kid, if he, you know, he'll see how he'll respond. Now, obviously, it won't be as like a Michael Jordan response because the second you say something about Michael Jordan, he's going to. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Steve Bruce actually this week has called for clarity on the Newcastle takeover. He's kind of upset because, um, as we know, the, um, Saudi Arabia's a public investment fund, which is led by Mohammed bin Salman, we've talked about this, is Your linked boy. with a 300 million pound purchase of the Magpies. Now, this has been going on for months, and the Premier League hasn't discussed whether they're approving it or not. Um, and they're stalling on the decision. And Steve Bruce said, this is not healthy for anybody. Uh, we have a lot of, you know, we have games coming up. This is a bit of a distraction. Um, obviously, this is kind of important for him, too, because the takeover has led to doubts over Steve Bruce's long-term future as the boss because Pochettino, shout out, we just talked about him now, is linked to the managerial position if these guys take over. Um, but Bruce has done a great job, I think. The club's 12 points clear of relegation with seven games left. Um, do you agree with Steve Bruce that the Premier League is dragging their feet kind of in the mud? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Would you want a decision sooner rather than later? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it's going to happen. It's just just fucking do it, man. Well, wouldn't it be reasonable that it has to happen before the transfer window? Yeah. I mean, what would happen if they made the decision after the transfer window closed and this team gets relegated with the Saudi people? Like that'd be wild. Yeah. They, I mean, it's going to be a yes, I think, right? So, I don't know. I mean, who knows. Uh couple oh. couple cool tidbits, I guess. Uh I don't know if you saw that. So you know how soccer players, they show up to games, they've got complicated bags like Louis Vuitton or whatever they've got. Um, <laughs> uh, Kieran Tierney for the FA Cup game at Bromwell Lane against Sheffield showed up with a Tesco wash bag. Um, usually soccer players carry things in Gucci bags, but the 23-year-old opted for a cheaper alternative, um, and he had no shame being snapped in it. So he's literally, it's like a grocery bag he's uh, got stuff in. thought that was pretty funny. Did you hear about your boy Akinfenwa? What did he do? Wycombe striker Adebayo Akinfenwa is fined for wearing the Liverpool shirt to team meeting after Red's Premier League title triumph. <laughs> he's been, uh, you know, he's a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Um, so after they were, you know, the champions on Thursday night, he apparently wore a Liverpool top to, um, to I don't know if it was training or a meeting with the club, and he was fined. Uh, and he said, I will happily take the fine. I've already paid my gaffer, he knows. There's a lot of hate I'm getting today, a lot of hate, but it's cool. I'll take it. I think that's a, that's a <laughs> stupid fine. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, he's 38. 
He's nicknamed the Beast. So the last um, time he, he is. <laughs> the last time they won was when he was eight years old. So I mean, you know, right? Think of all the banter he must have gotten from his friends and maybe family. But like, and it looked like his team had a laugh about it. So I don't. Yeah. I bet you the I. I, I think behind closed doors, you want my honest yeah, opinion. Probably just like, who cares? They're probably like, all right, we're not going to find you. Just say you got fined. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we'll I see. think that rule is more so with teams in their division. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what division they're in, but if you show up to like um, maybe a Wycombe thing wearing a, like a Portsmouth jersey, maybe mm-hmm. that'd be a thing, you know, because they're in the same division. Right. I don't know. Well, uh, we like to send our best wishes to Andre Wisdom. Did you hear about this? Oh, yeah. Uh, Derby County player, former Liverpool player, was uh, stabbed and robbed in Liverpool. Um, but I guess he's in better condition now, right? Stable condition in the hospital, expected to make a full recovery. Uh, Merseyside police are investigating the attack. So, a bit of sad news there from him. Uh, quick, brief things. Some transfer rumors. We won't talk too deep about it because we can in the summer. With Leroy Sané leaving, you said don't say City. Jack Grealish now is being linked to Manchester City. That's, that'd be a that very poor move for Grealish. He'd be better off at United. So, yeah. I mean, obviously United's a big team in the picture for him, but City now getting some traction there. Uh, Liverpool getting big traction in Thiago Alcantara. I mean, that is a that would be a big signing. Bro, me. that's fucking huge. If it comes through. I'm lo- they're looking in the region of $40 million If you that. actually, we were talking about like the best midfielders in the world earlier in this podcast. Like, I don't know what episode it was, but it was way before all these linkings and stuff. I straight up said Thiago is like top five. And I cannot believe he's being realistic right now. Okay. A realistic transfer. I think if he comes to Liverpool, they, I promise you, if they get Thiago, it's a wrap. At what it's cost, though? Like, I don't care. It's a wrap. Okay. If that man comes to Liverpool, it's a wrap. Replace Genie with him. That's two different classes, mate. Mm-hmm. Two different classes. So there's there's that link. There's also, um, we're hearing Thomas Party's close with Arsenal is the link that you're hearing. William. I guess Chelsea's also now like weary of this, and he's he would be able to go on a free. I guess Chelsea's renegotiating contracts. Tottenham and Arsenal are also looking at him. Either way, I think he's staying in London, William. Um, which of those three th- teams, if you're William, are you going to? To what is it? What's what is it's Chelsea, Tottenham, and Arsenal are the teams that are in for him apparently. Chelsea, I guess, would is renegotiating his contract. I think, I think it'd be probably best just to stay with the club. I think that'd be everyone's goal because I think they're going to be in Champions League, and it's like you're familiar there. You don't have to move, right? Well, he'd um, be in London either way. Okay, but I mean, like, you don't have to adjust anything, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're between Spurs and Arsenal, it'd be Arsenal probably. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what he ends up. Just because you you don't even know what's the whole in the future for Tottenham. I feel like a lot of their players that they got are going to leave. Yeah. Well, uh, we asked the question, which team's most likely to challenge Liverpool for the title next season? 0% said other. So everyone thinks it's between three teams. 42% Manchester City. 33% said Chelsea. 25% said Manchester United. Do you agree with this? Yeah, probably. All right. So we'll go over the other poll. Although I think Chelsea, I think... Yeah, actually, yeah. I think United's being downplayed a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think people are ready for them next year. Well, I guess we'll see in a preview. So, But it was a good good topic, I think, of seeing. Because you said, didn't you say, because it was when we were talking about the rivalries. When we tried to discuss, we'd be close. Uh, who was the player of the week last week? 44% went with Christian Pulisic. 
Uh, 33% said Fabinho. Yeah. Only uh, Michael King got 12, and Anthony Martial only got 11, and the man had a hat trick. Yeah. I voted I, for him. I must have not then. No, I... I voted I, for Fabinho, actually. Really? Well, Christian Pulisic at 44%, so we had a heavy American fan following there, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what... I don't know what this man, Martial, has to do to get there. He got last place after getting a hat trick. Bananas. Um, so that'll lead us to uh, this week. Uh, well, first, let's go over last week, not to the week winners. Uh, there was a tie between Bernie Ecclestone, who said that, that black people are more <laughs> racist than white people, and Tange Ndombele, who, who said he can't play with Mourinho anymore. Gary Neville had 25%, and Alex McCarthy, zero. What did Brian's, McCarthy do? McCarthy's the one that had the goalkeeping error against Arsenal, oh. which happened again this week. Tim Krul went on a rage and had an error against the Gunners as well. Uh, Brian says, I voted for the racist, of course, but my write-in vote is for Ashton to be nonce of the week for nominating Gary Neville based on a spy, spy Sky Sports comedy bit. Brian, mate, I knew it was a comedy bit, lad. That's why we posted the uh, video. I don't think Brian's seen the video. 25%. 25% actually picked him, too. And I didn't. You know, so and he's called me a nonce. I did. <laughs> Brian, you're the nonce for not knowing that I know that it's a spoof. Mate, look at the video we've posted, lad. All right, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. Why are you laughing? <laughs> you're heated, mate. Yeah, I am. Okay, uh, so that means let's go to this week's nonce of the week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, mate. And we have a not terribly strong, I think, here, but let's look at the candidates. One, you could maybe tell the nominee. <laughs> Who nominated this one? Bernardo Silva for not clapping during the Guard of Honor. What are your thoughts on that? He's you a have a big think. Big he's a, think Bernardo Silva's a dumb fuck. <laughs> Seriously. Any further comments? He's ugly, her? too. He's <laughs> ugly as fuck. All right, so we have that. This just in. Uh, we have Paul Pogba and Bruno, and you might be saying, well, why? Because these guys are, are playing well. Well, they we're putting them on because they're now both injured after they've clashed in training. Um they have been great as a pairing in midfield, but both limped away in training after an accidental collision. So they're both questionable for the game against Bournemouth tomorrow. Um, they've run into each other, so that's pretty wild. So they're up there. Uh, then there's uh, – this one's interesting. There's Jose Mourinho, your boy. Um, this is wild. Okay, so Mourinho – here's the backstory. Bruno Fernandes plays with Manchester United now, but Tottenham were in for him when Pochettino was around, okay? Mm-hmm. And now that Bruno's gone to uh, United, they didn't get Bruno. They ended up getting Lo Celso on loan. That was yeah. like the the backup plan or whatever, okay? Um, so uh, Lo Celso makes his move, and, and it became permanent under Mourinho for $27 million, while Fernandez has joined United for £68 million. Pounds. So big difference there. Um, so here's the funny thing. Mourinho was asked whether he regrets Tottenham missing out on Fernandez last summer. Mourinho told Sky Sports News, I don't know anything about that. But if it's true, and if Giovanni Lo Celso was the player that came to Spurs, then I would say I would not change Giovanni Lo Celso for any player. I wouldn't swap him for any player. It's not just Bruno, but for any player. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? That's bananas. I mean, I get defending your player, but Mourinho surely has lost the plot. Yeah. And then finally, we have uh, Andre Gray, Nathaniel Chalaba, and Domingo Skina, uh, a trio on a Watford team that is in the relegation battle. Wait, what's the last name? Which last one? Name? Domingo Skina. 
No, no, the other one. Chalobo? Nathan, yeah, Nathaniel Chalobo, yeah. Was the Arsenal guy? No, he play, I think it was Chelsea before, maybe. No. Chalobo? Yeah. Wasn't he Arsenal? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. No, you might be thinking of one of the other lads we had. Anyway, um, they were left out of their squad to face Southampton this past Sunday after attending a party. Gray reportedly held a celebration at his home in which he shares oh, yeah. with Chelsea. Little Mix singer Leanne Pinnock to mark his 29th birthday. Chalaba and Kina visited, and so they basically had a party. Um, and Nigel Pearson left them out of the squad, which they—I mean—they broke the rules because in this in this league you're playing in a bubble, and it could easily get canceled with one test, you know, like yeah. not one but a few tests. So anyway, your options are Bernardo Silva didn't clap during the guard of honor, mm-hmm. Pogba and Bruno for colliding in practice, making them both questionable for this clash, this uh, tomorrow's clash against Bournemouth. Mourinho for saying he wouldn't swap Lo Celso for anyone, not just Bruno Fernandez, and then Gray, Chalaba, and Kina, the Watford trio, who broke coronavirus uh, rules, basically. Um, who's your early vote? Bernardo Silva. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Mourinho for saying he wouldn't switch Lo Celso with anyone. That's pretty bananas. Although I imagine the Watford trio are probably getting looked at, too. Uh, fantasy corner, top scorers this week. Uh we had Sterling and Aubameyang both had 16 points. Ben Mee, Bruno Fernandez. Oh, no, I've written Ben Mee twice. <laughs> I meant someone else. It's okay. I read, I wrote, so there's, someone out there has gotten 15. But I, Ben Mee, I'm so shocked by it. What are these otters on my computer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so shocked by Ben Mee that I Shout wrote. Shout out otters. Shout out otters. They're pretty, they're pretty cute animals. Let me find out because that was, that's a travesty to the other person. That did get 15. The other 15 score was Alain Saint-Maximin. Yeah, boy. There you go. So it was me, Bruno, and Maximin, 15 points. Uh, top incomings, basically all of United's team. We got Bruno Fernandez, Mason Greenwood, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Phil Foden, and Willian. Top outgoings, Lundstrom, Grealish, Vardy, Calvert-Lewin, and Aubameyang, even though he scored twice. Uh, I would say if you want a good bargain buy, and he's been playing great, Alain Saint-Maximin is 5.5 million. Newcastle's playing great. He's racking up the points. He has great form. I would fill him in the midfield. Do you have okay. any fantasy options that people should look at? It's Hammer Danny Ings. I've been saying that the last Dan- two weeks. Hammer Danny Ings is what Ryan says. Pretty good uh, option. He also had 13 points this past week. So that leads us to the gambling corner. And we have only two participants this week, which is... Just myself and Steve. You didn't even participate. No, you and, and Brian God. sat this one out. But you know what? Steve and I did not lose a single bet this week. Okay. I went, I went three for three and won thirteen dollars and thirty-eight cents, which was a, a record for one week. Steve went two for three, but the third one was a push. Now, Steve, we have a question. By the way, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm just trying to say my hundred burger would have hit because Atletico won two nothing. Oh, I forgot to make my bet, mate. Damn it. All right. Anyway, my real life betting hasn't been as good as the betting corner. I keep like forgetting to make bets. Like all three of mine hit on the game. All three hit the gambling corner. I made none of them this week in real life. I would have bet a thousand if I could have won that game. All right, go on. Anyway, um, uh, so Steve, uh, we have a question. So your lines that you're putting have like team minus 0.5 and then it's comma minus one. Does that mean you've changed? Because you can adjust lines. Does that mean you've adjusted it to minus one? If so, your United one pushed. So you won your other two bets where you had Arsenal minus one, Man United uh, 
minus 0.5. Your Wolves one was a bit questionable because I wasn't sure what was going on. But Steve overall won $4.75 this week. So overall, the new leader is me at $15.33 in the positive. Brian's in second at $15.04 positive, And Arlene's in third at $14.30 positive. So we have three guys in the double-digit positives. And yep. Steve, working his way back, he's only at negative $3.99. But please do, if you get a chance, clarify what the um, – I've never seen that before. And I'm pretty – I consider myself pretty – you know, versed, well-versed in gambling. So that said, uh, this week, what are your picks? Uh, my picks in the gambling corner are... You just up, have one parlay, right? Yeah. Chelsea, United, Liverpool, and City to all win. So I'm going to put five bucks to win nine sixty-nine. Nice on that. Okay. United, Liverpool, Chelsea. Who do they all play again? I don't know. Just a bunch of bum teams. <laughs> well, so... Liverpool. Liverpool is playing Aston Villa. City. City or Chelsea's playing Watford. Yeah. City plays Southampton and United plays Bournemouth. Okay. I mean, was I, I wrong? No, no, that's true. I mean, they are, I mean, that's but that's four. That's a lot. That's a lot to yep. happen, right? Um, I've got three separate bets again, and I think again I've gone a bit risky, but last week it worked. So this week I could lose ten pretty easily. But I got five dollars on Leicester at minus one forty-eight. Five dollars would win me three thirty-eight. Um, and I picked that one because I'm most confident in it because I think Leicester is playing pretty bad team. They're playing oh not bad but they're playing Crystal Palace. So at minus one forty eight, I got Leicester to bounce back. Then here's the one I here's some that are interesting. Newcastle at home against West Ham plus one seventy. I like Newcastle. I like how they've been playing. I've got put three dollars on them to win five ten. And then here's the other trick one at Tottenham Everton. I've got Everton at plus two fifty five. Wow. Plus two fifty five. I only put two dollars on it because it's a bit risky to also win five ten. So I like Leicester, Newcastle, and Everton this week. These are my gambling corner picks. Please don't forget to submit yours. And before we log off, we got Mount Rushmore. I forgot to put it in the comments section, mate. Yep. So here we go. Right now, this week we're going to do Mount Rushmore of states. Yeah. Um, and Brian, you might be familiar with this because in our in our other draft we've done drafts of states. So Mount Rushmore of states. Mount Everyone Rushmore of states. Um, so how do we – heads or tails? Here. Uh, pick one. a number between one and two. I'll go one. Okay. Pick a number between one and two. The answer is two. Okay. So go first. So I go first. All right. My first pick, and I'm going with it just because it's got so many, I think, nice cities, and, and I'm going to go with California. Oh, fuck off. Mate, California's got – they got Los Angeles. They got San Francisco. So, like, they've got, like, the sun in L.A. and San Diego. Then if you want, like, Northern California has, like, wine country. It's got, you know, technology. Nikhil knows technology, what, village or tech, whatever they call it. I know. I'm mad. They've got I, Fisherman's I Wharf. They've got, like, they got I a lot know, of good things was in San my, Francisco. That was my number one overall. The Bay Area is pretty nice, too. So, it's like, I think California just covers a lot of good stuff. And the only natural, I mean, they do have wildfires Yosemite. and earthquakes. So, maybe Yosemite. And maybe Yosemite. So, California is my number one pick. So who do you? Who are your two picks? You get snake draft. Fuck. Okay, I'm gonna go with Illinois. Damn, I had. Okay, yep. <laughs> Chicago for the sole reason of Chicago, yep, pretty much, and Naperville. Nice. Um. So my two pick is Florida. Florida, Illinois, and Florida, and they're both on my list too. So um, going Florida because you can get Rona there, Miami. <laughs> Yeah. Miami for a fucking great time. They also uh-huh. got some cities where you can have your own little private beach with the boys. Um, multiple big cities, sports, 
you know, whatever you want, even hockey, I mean, shit, they got everything there, and uh, zoos and all that shit, cool stuff. Uh, amongst the the wildness that's in the middle of Florida and northern Florida, I think you could avoid that and have okay. a good time there. All right, I'm going to go with, I like those picks, I'm going to go with Nevada is my second because of Las Vegas, and they have the Hoover Dam and part of the Grand Canyon, right? Don't they have part of the Grand Canyon? Who, Nevada? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I believe so, but I know they have the Hoover Dam, which I love the Hoover Dam, big engineer guy. And I love Vegas for the gambling and the strip, obviously. So I got Vegas as, or Nevada is two. Okay. And my number three is a bit of a shocker. But here, the weather's nice and warm. Okay. It's a bit of a drier heat. Also part of the Grand Canyon. You can golf all year. You can go watch spring hey, training. Arizona. I'm going with Arizona as my third choice. Okay. Yeah. For me, so my... So now you could wrap up the finish. Here. So my third uh-huh. is New York. Shit. Yep. They were on my list. New York I City, was... I mean. Um, yeah. I know maybe it's a little... A couple heat people don't like it for some reasons, but I think it's a city where New York City. It's they have New York City, yeah. And, you know, endless don't. possibilities. You're close to pretty much anywhere in the Northeast. Um, I'm a big New York guy. I mean, I love it there. Good food, good, good culture, good everything. I um, hope you don't pick mine as the last one. This is this would be devastating. I think New York. So so far, did you know that everyone we've picked has been on my list? There's no way this is on your list. I hope not. It could be. So mine. You're going with Tennessee? No, oh, no, no, no. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Michigan. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Explain yourself, Mr. Detroit hater. So they have a big city. Um, a lot of good lake houses. A lot of good um, A lot of good people. I think, um, you know, a lot of good, like, uh, cider farms and um, just, like, natural fruit picking they got there. There's a lot, like, you really name it, they got it there. It's also got its nice little woodsy areas. They got the UP too for the nature people. I mean, um, I know it gets gets really cold there, but honestly, I think Michigan has just about everything you need. Um, it's very diverse as well. Um, sports team. I mean, they got everything, and uh, it's close to us. And I've had some really good times. I, honestly, I can't think of a bad time I've had there. I know I've ragged on Detroit, but I mean, I, I put Michigan there, and I think we're gonna have a similar state. As uh, I think you're going to pick the state that I would go with next, but go ahead. Who would it have been? Nevada. I already picked them. I picked Nevada second, mate. Wait, what? Yeah. Las, I talked about Las Vegas and the Hoover Dam. Like, where were you sleeping? I thought you picked Arizona. Yeah, I picked Nevada and Arizona. Oh, shit. I got California, oh, yeah, you Nevada, said part Arizona. of... Well, yeah, okay. And for the first time, I'm venturing eastward. Um, and this one's kind of a shocker, but because of a city in it... There's no uh, Tennessee. I know. I'm going with New Orleans. For Louisiana, you got Mardi Gras. You've been to New Orleans? Yeah. I've never been there, so yeah. I can't. I, well, I was a kid, but I want to go again. Uh, I haven't been there since. Like, I, But Mardi Gras is a blast, is what I hear. It's got great food, great drinks. Brian has said a lot of great things about it, too. Um, so, yeah, it was tough for me between a few places, but, yeah, Louisiana is my fourth. Uh, so, what were your... So, mine, mine were California, Nevada... Arizona and Louisiana. Oh, wow. Okay. And yours were Illinois, Illinois, Florida, New York, and Michigan. Yeah. And I had all those on my list. So none of us went for Texas. No. 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 I mean, Texas isn't bad, but... I think there's better. Yeah. It's a bit, I don't know, gunny there? (laughs) I don't know about gunny. I I mean, you could say the same with Florida, you know, and Nevada. They're very gunny. You know, it's just... It's just the big cities in Texas 
don't cut it. And their shores aren't as good as many of the other shores. Mm-hmm. So it's like they got everything, but it's on a lower scale. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure there's a northeastern state that people are going to be like, aside from New York. I was like, going to make a shout for Massachusetts. Mass? Yeah. I've been to Boston. Um, I think Boston's cool. I just think it's a little too small. Yeah, and I and I have friends that live out in Massachusetts, and what they say is outside of Boston there isn't really too much. So, oh, yeah. uh, so there's there's that. You guys let us know your Mount Rushmore. And this time we will make sure the intern posts the poll. What would you pick out of ours? And then go ahead and comment on yours. We're interested to hear what everyone's states are, and if you have a suggested topic for us to discuss next episode, uh, which hopefully we'll have a guest. We're not sure. It's been a little difficult to make contact with them. Uh, but we might be able to pull something else off. So we'll see. We kept this one under two hours. Thanks, God. We really need to keep, yeah. keep work on getting these short. I don't know what's going on. This is mm-hmm. bananas. Uh, anything else before we log out? No. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. The games are coming fast. We got games tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, and on Monday. So we'll have you the next episode in three fucking days. Uh, geez, this is wild. So I, I want to, along with the, I'm going to sign off on it, but you go on. All right, guys. Uh, with that said, let's take it to my least favorite manager in recent memory, Unai Emery. Also, um, along with the Aloha theme, my friend listens to our podcast too. He's stationed out in Hawaii. He's in the military. So shout out Olivier. So Aloha, and I uh, love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening, good evening, good evening.